entertained? Are you not entertained? I want you to hit me as hard as you can. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. What's up, Video Landers? I'm Brad, and with me today are my wingmen. Cousin Wayne. Kyle! Quick reminder, you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Video Land. We are critics with attitude, so you might hear some locker room talk. Isn't that right, boys? Yes, it is. Fuck no. <laughs> Spoiler alert for movies that we are versing tonight, and if this is your first Versus episode, then welcome to Versus. Versus is... And I feel sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> Versus is AV's Fight Club of sorts, where we pit two movies against each other and see who comes out the victor. Consider Versus the Thunderdome of movie watching, where two movies enter and only one movie leaves. We use Versus to examine and discuss films we've needed to see or haven't seen in a while. We recognize a genre director's achievements by forming a list of categories. The various category winners are awarded golden idols, and the film with the most golden idols wins. This exercise has helped us understand filmmaking and changed the way we watch movies. Guys, Darren Aronofsky's mother releases in just a few weeks. It's one of my most anticipated movies of 2017, and with only a few weeks left, I still don't know shit about it. Are you guys excited for Mother? Oh, I'm fucking psyched. Yeah, I, I like seeing a trailer for a movie where I'm intrigued to go watch it and have no fucking idea what I'm about to watch. I have no idea. Yeah, no a couple weeks away. They've had like three different trailers for it. I've watched them all. I don't. Yeah, I don't have no clueless. fucking idea. What's I've going accidentally on. read some rumors, and by what I mean by that, I've, I've skimmed a page, and all of a sudden something popped out. But I told April, I am not digging deep. I'm not looking for answers. Yeah. It's, I'm going to go. I'm going to sit down. And I'm not going to... I don't know if it's going to be a psychological mindfuck like a black swan or if he's really like getting into the roots of horror. Mm. If, this is, if this is going to be a horror film. You know what? I, I like, as I, I saw the poster... I want to apologize for my voice too, by the way. Please just do. It sounds he's like doing his shit. best Mickey Rourke impersonation tonight. No, he, as oh, very nice. Robinson. <laughs> You know who he sounds like? He sounds like uh, the guy from Independence Day. I got to call my mother. I got to call my mother. <laughs> Oh, Harvey uh, Firestein. <laughs> uh, but at the poster, <laughs> yeah, fuck you both. Yeah, it you looks like this is Rose's Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, and I hope he does this because uh, it's kind of a mind fuck too if you look deep into it. So I kind of hope he does a little bit of a take on that. That'd be beautiful. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. But yeah. man, did you get fucked in the mouth this weekend or what? Yes, I did. No, I, I had bronchitis real bad. I just got over it, and my throat is just tore up. I like my story better. All right, we'll, see. we'll stick with yours. Where yeah. are you guys on Darren Aronofsky? Requiem for a Dream. I love Requiem. that kind of stuff. Like, I like they're Requiem great movies, but it's like I, I'm not. I, I've seen it once. I don't need to see it again. Like he's one of those kind of directors where it's like, you know, I I, I got what you're doing and I enjoyed it, but you know, you you put me on a fucking roller coaster. I don't need to stay on. Yeah, uh, I, the, I think these yeah. two movies we're doing tonight are examples of movies that you could watch a couple times. Yeah, yeah, now. right there with you. I I love Requiem. I love Pie. The Fountain and Noah, take it or leave it, you know, but they are very interesting movies. You know, you never know oh, what you're yeah. going to get with He shoots for the moon every time. He does. The only one I really didn't care for was Pi, and that's just because I couldn't get into the story of it. But mm -hmm. even, I, I can't even really say it was a bad movie. Yeah. Some of those rumors I've heard about Mother is, um, some are suggesting it's a vampire movie for letting the guests in, mm -hmm. and then it turns into a vampire movie. I'm not for sure if I'm behind that one, but it's fun uh, to think about. It's possibility, you know, Certain ways that he can it. go. People are talking about it, which is cool. And then, um, but then there's the new poster that you were just talking about, Wayne. It it pays uh, homage to Rosemary's Baby. So, is it a backdoor remake of Rosemary's Baby that nobody knows about, or is it just in vain? You know. So, I'm really um, excited for that. 
Um, all we know is Darren Aronofsky has promised it's going to be a very intense ride for his fans. I'm ready for that ride. I'm on fucking board. Yeah, man. so ready, in fact, that I created this versus to look back at two of the director's crowning achievements, The Wrestler and Black Swan. Uh, there are many similarities between these two films. That, oh, God, yeah. Yeah, they both share uh, performers who use their, body, their, use their bodies in extremely physical ways, both deal with obsession, dysfunctional families, self-mutilation through performance, even cinematography. Um, there's a big reason these two films share these similarities. The Wrestler and Black Swan originally started as one movie. I would love to read the fucking script for that. Yeah, so would I. Was it called the Black Wrestler? The Black Wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The Wrestling Swan. Another junkyard dog. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, I miss him. <laughs> Do you really? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was sarcasm. <laughs> I've never heard you talk about the junkyard dog. <laughs> Wade's got all the dolls and everything. He's like, God Big damn, junkyard dog fan. You know I what? Got, I got the wrestling buddy. I, I really, got the. I really miss that bastard. <laughs> No, I miss Macho Man. No, I miss Ultimate Warrior. Does Coco beware? God damn. <laughs> Coco beware. God damn, I miss Warlord. <laughs> Who the fuck's that? Oh, he was shit. All right. <laughs> so I have a quote from Darren Aronofsky I want to share. He says, at one point, way before I made The Wrestler, I was actually developing a project that was about a love affair between a ballet dancer and a wrestler. And then it kind of split off into two movies. I realized pretty quickly that taking two worlds like wrestling and ballet was much too, um, much too much for one movie. I've always considered the two films companion pieces. Oh, yeah. So I guess my dream is that some art theater will play the films as a double feature someday. So, guys, I'll do him one better. I'll give him his double feature by way of verses. Right here on fucking Video <laughs> Land, <laughs> On baby. Video Land. But there can only be one film. And these movies are such standing. yin and yang, too. I mean, yeah. it's just unbelievable. Yeah. So, Cousin Wayne... How do these two films stack up against each other? All right. Starting off with Black Swan, stars uh, Natalie Portman and uh, Mila Kunis. Uh, IMDb gave it an 8.0. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score of 87%. So pretty fucking good there. Mm -hmm. uh, the Wrestler, starring Mickey Rourke and Marissa Tomei. IMDb gave a 7.9. Well, Rotten Tomatoes gave a 98%. That's pretty high. That's, that's yeah. And as usual, you know, the movies are on the opposite scales. Like, one of them has a higher Rotten Tomatoes, yep. one of them has a higher IMDb. Yeah, it's very interesting. A question before we start. Good companion pieces, or just the same old shit in a different package? Oh, great companion pieces. Yeah. Undeniable. You don't feel like it's the same as, shit? As, as no. similar as they are, they are incredibly different. No, yeah, I agree. Exactly, I agree. Yes. Um, what, and and you know, we're talking about Mother being a horror movie. These are horror movies. One is a very realistic take on physical horror, and one is a very realistic take oh, on mental horror. Yeah. Nope. Um, yeah, I really enjoy this double feature. Um, I'd re I would recommend this duo to anyone. Um, yeah. You just might need a bottle of Xanax <laughs> yeah. before and after. <laughs> one step ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and quick. He, he took one before, <laughs> not yeah. knowing they were going to be heavy. <laughs> <laughs> quick. Beautiful experience. Quick rules update. Uh, there's a first time for everything in our Miyazaki episode number two twenty seven. Nathan had like what ten ties? Yeah, a <laughs> way lot. too Nathan many. Ten ties, which equal out to be something like ten extra points. <laughs> it was like another person was voting at the table, <laughs> so he was like that. He was like that raptor in Jurassic Park that was just testing for a weakness in the fence. <laughs> we do say Nathan is a clever girl quite often. <laughs> <laughs> 
so he caught me with my pants down on that one. I was never expecting anybody to to give that many ties ever. I mean, we rarely tie, especially Nathan and I yeah. on marathons. Like, I I gave one tie in that marathon. I think that was the first one I ever gave. Yeah. I think it was like his first or second time he ever tied, and he just went nuts with it. Yeah, the most ties I've ever given was probably the Blade Runner Acura. But even then, for verses, it always uh, zeroed each other out. Right. So we've changed all that. We're going to make it uh, kind of a, an evil playing field for, for both marathons and verses. Uh, the an new rule. Evil playing field. <laughs> evil playing field. Even, even, but okay. Even playing field. Um, got that black swan on the mind and mother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, only uh, two ties per episode, two extra points total. Okay, mm-hmm. I think that's a lot more fair. That's pretty than good. Ten points, you know, right. at a table. So uh, we usually don't count count ties, but for verses, we are we're going to make it fair across the board. So, um, anything else you guys want to add before we jump into tonight's golden idols? Uh, I'm good with it. I think we pretty much covered the, you know, how similar they are, and I think we'll get into more detail as we go along the awards. Mm-hmm. For sure. You want to start out, Wayne? Best location. All right. I shall start out. Uh, best location, uh, I had to go with the wrestler, uh, the, the cage ring, where they did the hardcore match. Hmm. Oh, okay. Cool. That looked beautiful. I mean, just the way they had it set up, the realism of, of just that area. Remind me of a Mick Foley fight. It did. It well, did. I actually did think. I had no sarcasm here. Yeah. I actually did think of him while I was watching this. I thought, my God, is what they really go through? Yeah. And honestly, it was just more the, the, the setup of that area that I admired more than anything. Yeah. Did you ever watch the documentary Behind the... Uh, is it Beyond the Mat? Behind the Mat? Beyond the Mat. Beyond the Mat. Supposedly, um, it's been suggested that Darren Aronofsky gave his writer... Um, a copy of that documentary, sure it and it looks like it because I'm a big fan of that documentary. Um, Nick, Fo- if I remember, it's been probably Nick's pretty heavy. In yeah, he's heavy in that. Yeah, it's been probably seven or eight years, so it's you know um, very vague. But well, I mean, it, well, it took place at a CZW, which is kind of like our modern days, like ECW, which was like the Extreme Championship Wrestling. Yeah. Like they do like all the hardcore shit now. Um, so it took place at an actual like pay per view event, Sweet. like after it went off the air. The guy he's wrestling in that match, his name is Necro Butcher, and he's like a notorious like hardcore. Oh, wrestler. is he a real? Real? Yeah, he's a real oh, fucking like hardcore wrestler. So like that all so that always real. Like, when he picks that dude's leg up out of the crowd, totally fucking spontaneous. Are you serious? Yeah, that guy was oh, just there at the show, and that's awesome. Mickey Rourke's fucking leg. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah, it feels so real because I mean they they filmed all their matches. At real fucking venues. Wow. Like after or like in between matches at wrestling shows. That explains the realism. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Where'd you go, best location? Um, and as much as I love that, I think there is something so beautiful and creepy in Black Swan about Nina's bedroom. Yeah. Um, Nina's bedroom is so. That's good. Pick. It's, 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 yeah. it's where we start our movie um, with her after she wakes up from her dream. And you, you know, it without seeing a, you know, late 20s, early 30s, Natalie Portman in that bed, you would think this is like an eight year old girl's room. Yeah. Um, and then you see, you know, this woman who definitely acts like a child and has clearly been locked in her adolescence in this Barbie doll filled like fucking type of atmosphere. Um, it's really creepy. Um, and the best sex scene ever happens. <laughs> no, but it's, 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 it's it is really creepy because it's, uh, you know, you're messing with adults and, and putting this childlike wonderment into them. And it's, uh, it, it sets the, the tone for how how, well, not, I mean, not even quite how bad this film can get, but yeah. uh, it, it definitely sets you on the, off on the right foot. Dude, I never would have thought that's a great film. No, that, that's yeah, a good thing, yeah. It's awesome. Uh, for my best location, I'm starting off with one of my two points tonight. I'm going with a tie. Um, <laughs> the reason for that is I thought both these were very similar locations. Um, both movies gave me exactly what I expected from a wrestling movie and a ballet movie, you know, ballet-centered movie. I did not expect this from a ballet movie. I'll give it that. Really? The locations? <laughs> 
Oh, the location. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That's what I'm talking about. So you have um, wrestling rings, ballet locations. You have dressing rooms, stages. You you have her little bedroom. You have his small trailer. You know, dilapidated dilapidated yeah. trailer. Um, strip club. You have a New York club, Lincoln Center, Boardwalk. Um, I think that um, the wrestler had more variety. You had the deli, a couple other places there. But yeah. for the most part, man, they gave me what I expected. Nothing really stood out for a location. Nothing uh, stood out like you know. Uh, Look back at good, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You had that awesome grave, graveyard, you know, uh, oh, yeah. coming off of Akira. We had Neo Tokyo, things like that. So I think everything was pretty pretty basic. It's exactly what I expected from a wrestling movie and from a, um, a ballerina-centric movie. So I had to give it to Tyler. Okay, uh, I, I agree. That's so where are you going awesome. for best character? Uh, I went with the wrestler again, uh, Randy the Ram Johnson. I, I, Robinson, <laughs> Randy the Ram Robinson. Call me, call, call, call me. That's <laughs> it's, it's Johnson. No, it's Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, Randy the Ram Robinson. On um, one of the posters, it says Johnson. Look at the opening credits of that. I shit. think you're looking at it. Johnson. You are wrong, <laughs> sir. <laughs> but, nice uh, cover up, though. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I I loved his. He, he just to me, he felt so real. Like I, I felt like I was watching uh, a documentary on this man's life. You know, all his little quirks, uh, his uh, successes, his failures, and uh, and how he can almost, think, even in real life, outside the ring, he, he could act. Yeah. Like uh, like when those little kids woke him up in his van. You know what I mean? He's not the greatest guy ever, but he's still putting on a show for these kids almost when he's playing wrestling with them. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, hey, do, do your push-ups, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He's still stuck in that acting world. And I mean, there's just so many quirks about him that just made him an amazing character. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going Randy the Ram Robinson. Um, Johnson. Robinson Johnson. <laughs> um, and it's it's God watching like characters that are like falling apart but striving so hard to keep on a path that is just deteriorating them is so heartbreaking and so wonderful. Um, there's I mean this this role completely reinvigorated. Yeah, Mickey so many Gordon. parallels between mm-hmm. the character right. and you know and, and, and yeah and, and trying to separate you know the actual acting performance. From the character itself, but like Mickey Rourke puts so much into it because that character allows him to put himself so much into yeah. it. There's, uh, you know, and you get these little glimpses here, like when he gets to take Pam out to the bar, and you know, like fucking what is it, Guns N' Roses is playing or White Snake or something, and he's just like dancing around and singing. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I'm gonna it was dance rat. for you, rat. <laughs> that's what it is, round and round, rat. And he's like, you God, know, that's you, sad, know, I know that. you know, fuck that <laughs> Kurt Cobain pussy, ruined yeah, music, yeah. you know, that kind of like. You get these little beautiful insights into him. And even when he tries to go on the straight and narrow, like, you want him to succeed so bad, but he keeps fucking up with his daughter. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like goes out and, you know, does, does a bunch of drugs and, and then, like, oversleeps a, a, an important day. And it's important to him. You know it's important to him. Yeah. And he still is that much of a fuck up in his life. Yeah. And, like, seeing that it written on the page is, is gorgeous. Yeah. I'm going with Big Dick Johnson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Randy I'm the Ram. these awards, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> both films, we experience, you know, obsession and personal struggle. Um, both characters, they're not alive unless they're in the ring or on the ballet stage. On stage, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so very comparable, but man, the Ram hanging on to his 80s glory days is it's so fascinating. You know, uh, with, um, with Nina... She's trying to get there, you know, but with, with, with him, he's been there. And he's trying to get there again. Yeah, and he, he's mm-hmm. trying Yeah, he's trying to stay above water, you know what I'm saying? And it's so interesting to see. He's doing, he's taking every pill, 
He's taking every potion. Yeah, anything God, to do to list. stay on top. Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's just a fascinating. He's burnt the candle at both ends. He's tired. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just barely hanging in there. He's got a lot of demons. You know, he's just such a compelling character, mm-hmm. man. Um yeah, and just the parallels between Randy the Ram and um, and Mickey Rourke in general. Yeah. Uh, but I, I completely forget that I'm watching Mickey Rourke, and that's rare, especially with a big guy. I mean, like, you know, he's not, uh, Mickey Rourke's not as big as, like, you know, say, like a um, Robert Downey Jr., but you know who Mickey Rourke is. Yeah. Just like I know who like Natalie Sin Portman City is. And, yeah. Exactly. You you know who you're watching, but uh, there's moments in this, I lose I lose myself in this movie, and yeah. I he's, he's not Mickey Rourke. You know, like he is, you know, he's Randy the Ram. Ram yeah. yeah, it completely just just an amazing character. Um, yeah, and he reminds me of some of my favorite '80s wrestlers. A little bit of everybody, which is so interesting. Like, there's a little bit of Jake the Snake there. You know, there's a little yeah. bit of Hogan. There's a little bit, especially like you look at him and his duel, his uh, rivalry between the um, Ayatollah. Mm-hmm. It reminds you of the Hogan Iron and Iron Sheik. Yeah. The way that he comes into the ring, like his just his look. Kind of reminds me of a Jake the Snake, minus the blonde hair. And then the blonde hair kind of reminds me of like a Mr. Perfect. Or one of the you know? rockers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A little bit like that. So there's there's a, it's a culmination of all my favorite 80s and 90s wrestlers and in that one. ring. You know, and that's that has to be tricky. And he nails it. And he rewrote a lot of his own lines. You know, and I think that helps. Like you, you said it um, when you were just talking, like, hey, bro, you know, you do your push-ups, brother. Yeah. You know, that's like him writing those lines. He uh, When they first uh, gave him the screenplay. He ended up getting that from Hogan because I remember him saying, take your vitamins yeah, yeah. and say your prayers all the time. When they originally wrote this screenplay, he didn't care for it because he's like, you know, a wrestler wouldn't talk like that. You know, so he went and he kind of rearranged his, his See, dialogue. I didn't know he did that. Yeah, he rearranged his dialogue. And uh, I think it adds to his character because instead of saying a lot of smart things, he's just, I don't know, you can... You hear a wrestler in there. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that's how they act. That's how he's, they talk. He's a simple man at heart. Yeah, he is. So, so he I'm is. going down. I'm going with the broken down piece of meat. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Mm-hmm. All right, where are you going for best uh, screen duo? Uh, this one I gave to Black Swan. Uh, Nina and her mom. Ooh. You know, uh, the two together. And I mean, without saying a word. You know, I mean, there, there could have been no lines in some scenes. And you so could tell what tension. was going on. Yeah, so you could tension. feel it. And it's almost like uh, the mom is very bitter. Towards Neil, she's like, I wanted to do this, yeah. but because I had you, I couldn't do it. Yeah, there's a lot, of and it's almost and like jealousy. Nina, deep down inside, knows that, but it's pushing. Well, it knows down. she knows it because she oh, throws yeah. it in her face before she leaves for yeah. the final performance. But even before that, you could almost see it, mm-hmm. you know. But she's like, I'm going to smile and be happy anyways, and you could, like I said, that's their their body emotions, the tone of their voice. You could just see it. You could just feel it when they were in the room together. It was like, whoa. Yeah, it's a it's a great screen. You know, I, I, yeah, exactly. That's why I know. I mean, they're just fucking amazing together. Yeah, I went the opposite route. I went with Randy and Cassidy slash Pam. That that was good too. That was, <coughs> that was my uh, that was my runner up because there is such a strange sadness like to their relationship and like there's like this heartfelt beautifulness to them, mm-hmm. but there's like this fucking horrible wretched like they don't they should not be together kind of thing. Yeah. But you still kind of pull for them to be together because they're like, both so broken. You know, there's, you know, there's going to be such a bad. They're broken in, in in totally different ways. Like you know, his, his career winded down. He got too old, too beat up. Her career is winding down because she's too old and she's not making money as a stripper now. Like guys don't look at her the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's that you know that scene where he's like he's like I just need to talk to you you know because he had his heart attack yeah. and she was like yeah. I really don't have time for this like I gotta go find a customer, You're a customer and then like she? nobody fucking takes her up on it so she's like well fuck maybe I should go talk to him. And then it's interesting too, even when she's out there that conversation is pretty quick and she's like well mm-hmm. call your daughter. Yeah, yeah, when she went out to the van, yeah, yeah. she pretended like she was going to have a smoke break and went out there. Yeah, yeah. 
And I love that, you know, she doesn't go and she helps him, you know, pick out, you know, a nice pea coat and that stupid silly jacket, you know, for him. But, like, when he shows up, he's like, you know, do I call you Cassidy? She's like, no, call me Pam. But don't get used to it. Yeah, she's helping him get the the thing and he gives her the the, the action figure for her son. Like, they have such, like, a fun little, like, thing, but also a really treacherous awful kind of connection too yeah nice we all yeah. went uh, different paths for this, right yeah, for this category um nina and uh and her mom was a great pick i love that pick but uh it was between that and nina and lily i ended up going with nina and lily right um, i have a quote from thomas he's the ballet director in the uh, in the movie he says the truth is when i look at you all i see is the white swan yes you're beautiful fearful and fragile ideal casting but the black swan it's a hard fucking job to dance both I knew the white swan wouldn't be your problem. The real work would be your metamorphosis into the evil twin. So I think Mila Kunis and Natalie Portman together, they play well off each other to create that metamorphosis, mm-hmm. that evil twin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with uh, Nina, she's very um, innocent and she's very uh, skilled. But then you have the black swan. You have uh, Mila Kunis, who is very sexual and very devious. And together, mm-hmm. I think that makes for a, a really great on-screen comedy. Oh, yeah, yeah, they were good. They yeah, were very good. They, they played off each other really well, I yeah. think. All, all great. All three of those were really great yeah. combos, though. I thought. Yeah, I, I mean, Aronofsky can write. You know, help. Like, yeah, he can write put, a fucking put, story. Get two yeah. people, you know, together. Barbara Hershey, like. Hershey as the obsessed mother, just <clears throat> damn fantastic, downright creepy, man. Oh yeah, well, she played in an '80s uh, horror movie called The Entity. Oh, did she? In I which a woman is raped by a ghost. Why did you do rape in air quotes? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's you would have to tell what you are. <laughs> You watch that movie, and I you just, know exactly I just why. Can see, I can see Wayne in court. He's like, so I technically raped this girl. Dude, I just uh, stabbed my penis in her you're vagina. On, he's on top of it tonight with the cover-ups. And he, I like I him, he, he's sharp tonight. He's like, Big Johnson, it's all, it was all one of the posters. He's like, why am I doing Why am I doing air quotes for rape? Watch the movie, dude. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> There's some video and video lander out there right now watching the end. He's like, what the fuck? I don't, I don't get it still. <laughs> and that's why I do it. <laughs> All right, let's get into best villain antagonist. Uh, for me, there was really only one choice in this. I gave it to Black Swan and Thomas Leroy, the uh, ballet director. I mean, you just—he was a little, uh, a little kind of eh there at first, but then he just turns he, into he this. His head, yeah, you know? real. I like fast. Vincent Cassell too, and like even in front of people. First, it's like almost this. You know, behind the scenes, you know, only, you know, once he just gets the girl one-on-one. But even when they're in front of all the people, he's like, let me ask you a question. Would you fuck her? The answer is, I mean, just really yeah, yeah. nailing it. And it was, I don't know if he just really is a sexual perv or maybe in his mind he justifies saying those things because he thinks he's doing a, a good thing by motivating her by horrible, horrible means. But to me, he just came off as a wow this I think guy he is pushes her emotionally dick. and physically to the brink yeah you know? and I think it's all for really for, for his own self gain he does not give a shit yeah about her whatsoever yeah, it's, it's almost it's like about, he's about putting out the best performance he can so that they can keep people coming so they can keep their ballet that's exactly yeah, at, at any cost he, he would though. have used her up and thrown yeah, her away just like cost. Mm-hmm. it's character. like he's summoning the black swan yeah you know yeah. It's, it's really really interesting uh, you know, I both of the this category specifically was pretty difficult. Because um, even though you know you say Tomas as a, a villain, like I don't, I don't fully see him as that. I think as he's, a Tomas, I, think he, I said Thomas. Tomas. Okay, yeah. Tomas. Um, is he's French? Tomas. Yeah, it makes more sense. But uh, <laughs> you're like Thomas. trying to get like <laughs> he's just trying to get that performance out of her. Like I, and, and yeah, he does it in a really like shitty yeah. way. Like 
even her mother is not really evil, you know, in that movie. So, like, for me, the, the antagonists and the villains of these movies were totally abstract thoughts. So, for Black Swan, it was perfectionism, and for The Wrestler, it was just father time in general. And I ended up going with Black Swan's, like, perfectionism, because it's something that she, you know... It, it, Mickey Rourke's, like, uh, look at Father Time is, like, all put on himself. Like, he, he can move on with his life. He can, you know, he has this job, job at the deli. Sure, it's not the best-paying job. It's not the glory days that he used to have. But, like, it's still a paying job. Like, he can, he can live and be want. healthy. He can mm-hmm. form this relationship with his daughter. So that's just all, like, self-inflicted. But you, Nina's comes from her mother, like, badgering her. And yeah. from... You know, yeah. her, her own psychoses and from Toma pushing her. Like, so it's this really, like, dangerous antagonist. So, like, she could have just been fine, like, living as this, you know, sweet little innocent thing, dancing in the background. But now she's thrust into the spotlight and has to bring out this villain inside of her um, through just wanting to get everything so perfect. And if she if she wasn't such a perfectionist, she wouldn't have taken herself to the extremes that she ended oh, up, yeah. up going in this movie. She still could have, you know, put out a great performance, but she wanted it to be perfect. Yeah. And that's what ended up driving the yeah. story. And that's what I went Black Swan, Nina's mother. Um, I think she set the foundation for Nina's downward, downward spiral. And I think yeah. Tomas exploited that. You know, that's I like Tomas as a pick, but I think he exploited it. But I think that foundation has always been, you know, kind of laid by, by the mother. Uh, but she comes off so creepy and possessive. Oh yeah, just yeah. obsessive. It's a, it's a wonderful performance. Yeah, it is. Yeah, she could yeah. turn into a witch at any goddamn moment in this movie. And I would fucking buy it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Because she has her sweet moments too. Like when she gets the cake and she's so happy for no, it. I have that in my oh, notes. Yeah. The fucking yeah, cake scene. The fucking cake scene. Buying a cake for a ballerina. That's a fucked up thing to do, mm-hmm. you know, especially yeah. when she's so close. And she she does what she's been putting her body through, exercising for hours, you know, looking at her forehead. Like, why don't she just offer a Hindu person a steak? You yeah, know, she, I mean, she knows she's gonna she's she's very bulimic, you know. So she knows she's gonna throw that up right away. It's just I think it's just a fuck with her, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, she's very there's some uncomfortable sexual innuendos too, you know, the way she like combs her hair and the way that she she babies her. And I think there's something to that too because in that sex scene uh, with Mila Kunis, there's that moment where she transforms into her mom. Mm-hmm. Right? Just that, that quick image. Yeah. And I think there's something to that. Yeah. I think that's a key to unlocking that character. I don't know if there was some abuse there's maybe definitely in the Freudian past. There's thing going on. Yeah, there's there something there. But then at the end too, removing the doorknob. This is her big night that she's been working for that will blow past anything that her mother has ever done. Anything that she's ever achieved and in her life. I think that's why her mom did it. And she removes that doorknob and she just hides it. You know, just a very, I don't know if she's completely evil, but she's very antagonistic. Well, there's, de- there's definitely two she's ways to bitch. see that. There's <laughs> definitely two ways to see that scene, though. You can see it as she is trying to prevent Nina from, you know, uh, surpassing what she's ever done in her life and career. Or you can see there's genuine concern for her daughter. And I don't buy Considering that. Considering what I don't she's think done prior yeah. to that, I, I would, you know what I mean? Because I feel that jealousy. I don't think she wants Nina to achieve the highest. I think that mm-hmm. she's she's trained her over the years. And I think it gets that that point where the mother, where she's going to outshine her mom, and she's like, well, yeah, we have worked hard for this, but I want to sabotage it now at all costs because of jealousy and bitterness. I have a feeling that's I want to see you fail where I failed. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I want you on my level. Yeah, I, that's that's the, what I get um, towards the end, especially like with that, that cake scene. There's just something at that cake scene that comes off very... Um, very hard to swallow. <laughs> I think that's something that you know, and we can talk about it. But like Aronofsky, like does this very well, where there's a lot of ambiguity throughout both of these movies, yeah, where yeah. you could take any scene either kind of way. Yeah, and depending on how it you're, is open for depending how you're reading it, 
depending on what kind of person you are, is how you might see those scenes. Yeah. Personally, I took that scene as she was legitimately more concerned for her daughter in those moments because at those points she had kind of snapped. You know, she had attacked her mom. Like she clearly yeah. like she had like clearly been doing drugs and like <laughs> thought she was fucking some girl in her room the night before. Yeah. Like and there's like seriously fucked up shit going on. Like you can kind of see the genuine worry on her face. Do you think there was any kind of sexual like, abuse? If you were going to fill in the blanks of that character? I don't know. I don't know if it's, you know, it, definitely, you know, mental abuse, but I don't know, you know, maybe it's just... Uh, I think it's a possibility. It's a possibility. I, I wouldn't put it at a, at a high percentage. Yeah. That and, like, you, your best location was her bedroom, and I think right. there's something to say there where she hasn't encouraged, um, I guess, a uh, an older mentality, you right. know, a, a wiser mentality. Mm-hmm. She's kind of letting her it, kind it, of it, sit it, in that... It might not be sexual abuse. It might be because she stifled her sexuality. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> no. All right, so that takes us to best hero or protagonist. <laughs> That's funny. They got the... Go ahead. I personally believe that... I mean, there really wasn't a hero or protagonist in either uh-huh. one of these. So, unfortunately, I have to give this <laughs> the okay. rubber so chicken the, award. So, what's the rule of the rubber chicken if we have someone listening for the first time? Oh, <clears throat> and which it does not get a point. Yep. Neither movie. Rubber chicken is a disgrace enough. It mm-hmm. is. Okay. I, 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 both these movies are fantastic. But for this award in particular, I just... Okay. There's I some did, close calls, but nothing I could really I hand did, out. If I could speak to that real quick. I have a feeling that someone would have a problem with villain antagonist or hero protagonist tonight. So I, I pulled up the definition for protagonist right. just so everyone was clear, okay? Yeah, protagonist isn't always, you know, yeah. a hero. <laughs> yeah, a protagonist is not... That's why I have hero slash protagonist. A protagonist, textbook definition, is the main character of any story. The center of the story typically makes the key decisions and experiences the consequences of those decisions. I almost did the same thing, Wayne. I almost gave the rubber chicken. Yeah. But Because I'm every time I go into these awards, I always think hero. Hero. That's where I always focus on. But man, if there isn't a hero, I have to think of that protagonist. Mm-hmm. And I'll get to what and I. And I could even think of a good guy. I mean, no, no, nobody really evil, but nobody that really stood out as a, yeah. a fantastic moral person. You know. Yeah, but I mean? you don't have to as a they protagonist. Don't have to have it's just someone no. who's the who's uh, makes the key decisions and experiences the consequences of those decisions, which would be like either a Ram or a Nina. We might not agree with those decisions, but whatever protagonist that you would get behind. So you still want to keep the rubber chicken then? I'm going to keep the rubber chicken. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> well, uh, you know, and, and usually I do go the hero route as well, but there are definitely no heroes in either of these stories. Yeah. Um, these are some pretty fucking flawed individuals. Maybe the Xanax this was the hero. Some, this <laughs> some, some, some Tony Soprano shit going on. Maybe the drug like, dealer was the hero <laughs> and, the, shit. Yeah. and the wrestler. Fuck. Just oh, the kid who plays video games with him for a minute. Um, <laughs> no, but I so I looked at it as protagonist and... Coming into it, uh, I gave Randy the Ram Robinson best character, so that's why he's kind of getting best yeah. protagonist for me, because um, they do kind of fall a little bit similar vein. At least with with Randy, he does try to do the right thing. He uh-huh. doesn't get there. He ultimately fails, but he tries. Yeah. He tries to. He, he puts he has his, some effort. I mean. He has his heart attack, and he goes, "You know what? I've been told I can't wrestle anymore. I'm going to call up all these promoters. I have to cancel all these shows. Try to get I'm, more hours. I'm going to I'm going to get more hours at the deli. You know, I'm going to work weekends now. I'm going to you know unload trucks. I'm going to fucking have a relationship with my daughter. I'm going to yeah. buy her a jacket. You know, I you know even he buys her that shitty one, but it's got an <laughs> S on it. You know, S yeah, for yeah. Stephanie, and he's like. You know, and I think I think my daughter's a lesbian, but I don't really care. Man, I just want to have a relationship. That with her. speaks exactly. to that character so much too, because that jacket that he buys, I can completely see. You know, the Ram Absolutely. buying that jacket oh, for yeah. his kid. It's shiny. It's got a yep. embroidery of something of her name. Yep. And 
Um, I'm going to echo pretty much what you said. I didn't. I I really did think about giving the rubber chicken to this um, cousin Wayne, but um, I ha- you know I have hero slash protagonist, so I have to use protagonist if it's there. And uh, I'm going to go with uh, the wrestler Randy the Ram. Um, and I'm going to get into a lot more reasons why later. But he got my favorite character as well, so I'm going to echo yeah. that. My favorite protagonist um, out of this uh, versus tonight is the Ram. So let's get into best obsession. Uh, for me, this was my tie. Okay, nice. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Black Swan, Nina. Okay. You know, I mean, both both uh, main characters put themselves through some serious physical Man. strain. Yeah, like, they unbelievable. Do. But Nina fucking hallucinated. I mean, there was some serious maybe schizophrenia or something going on there where she yeah. seriously thought, she, you know, visually even, that she was transforming into a black swan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her eyes, she looked in the mirror, she'd see her eyes. Or if she looked in the mirror, she'd see something move. Yeah. And she didn't. I mean, she had a complete... Meant, I mean, like I said, both had a physical strain, like unfucking believable. Hers was just—I mean, it just broke her mind. Mm. And uh, Ty, after uh, the other one was wrestler, I give it to Randy, not first, uh, you know, the wrestling, but his obsession with the '80s. Mm. I didn't know if you guys oh, noticed wow. this or not, yeah. but everything, his music, yeah, yeah, that's good. His style, his his vehicle, and also video game system video, yeah like, that's actually I, that's interesting not, I didn't think and that. also uh, not just that but I mean this movie takes place it says 20 years later after 89 2009 this guy doesn't even have a DVD player and I know money's uh, tight and shit but if he, he could have got to all he has and you VHS can see him more VHS tapes I love VHS tapes yeah. room, but my god I got a fucking Blu-ray player too you know <laughs> yeah. and that's it even his TV everything about this yeah, man that's really interesting 80s and one of the few times you see him kind of badmouth things is when he talks about the 90s, you know, that Kurt Cobain mm. pussy guy. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, he is just fucking obsessed with that that time frame. That's good, and I like that pick a lot. Yeah, yeah that was, that's, <laughs> that's a really fucking good pick, Wayne. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, and, and I'm going to echo what you were saying about uh, Nina and her, like, obsession. Like, the lead role is her obsession. Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, there's something just so, like, heartbreaking about it because it, it, her obsession is better than Randy's let's put it this way because you're not fully along on the ride with her yeah with Randy you can see it it's all out there it's plain as day yep. and you can you know chastise it and, and you know demonize what he's doing and see why it's wrong with her you don't fully understand what she's going through you like you're very confused about the movie did she just fucking murder somebody yeah yeah you're like what just happened and then oh it was her wait, first sexual experience with uh you did know, she just sister. wake up in bed by herself i thought she was just fucking somebody like mm-hmm. what's going on here and so like that obsession um and with the fact that it was you know randy's was all inner it was all him that was bringing that obsession forward with nina it was all those outside forces forcing her to have that obsession, yeah. Right so on. that's why I stuck with her. I went with uh, the wrestler, but I, I real quick I want to give some love to um, to Nina because man, yeah, she uh, both were fucking amazing. Just... She uh, dances her fucking ass off. She you know eats, breathes, and sleeps you know dancing. Um, she has uh, diaphragm diaphragm irregularities. She mm-hmm. has foot problems from dancing so much. Her her diet um, is a grapefruit and a fucking egg. I mean, she she breaks it down. Yeah. You know, she's she's completely dedicated to what she's doing. Um, she's completely obsessed with being the best at the top. Uh, but Randy the Ram, man, there's something about him, man, that just he's uh, he's obsessed even to the point where he's at the strip club and he's getting his lap dance for the first time. He's talking about his fucking glory days with the Ayatollah. Now, see, my one thing about that is I think because he saw her as maybe his only friend, that he was just 
so comfortable speaking to her. And it's not like he could you yeah, know, yeah. see her out of work. So I mean, maybe that right. was his But time. he wasn't talking to her about, like, hey, this is what happened today. He's talking to her about, like, hey, this is what happened 30 fucking years ago. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, good uh, point pl- there. Playing the outdated video True. game, not only playing the 80s Nintendo, but playing himself, you know, with the local kids. Like, he's playing <laughs> Randy the Ram. He's completely and kid, obsessed. And I wonder if he made the kid play Ayatollah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But uh, th- and not just there, though. Seeing him, I think the my favorite obsession scene is him dealing with that guy that's bringing him all the drugs. I'm talking HGH, pain pills, I do steroids. have a quick question. Maybe you guys know. What uh, was the insulin for? What the hell? I mean, I, I thought that was just to help with diabetes. Uh, I don't know. It might be. Might be. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, like it, I mean, wrestlers have so many fucked up problems, like, years after they've retired. Uh, like, well, that's not... That's yeah, yeah, I mean, like, they show that in the scene where he's signing all the fucking photos. Like, there's, like, just guys in wheelchairs yeah. and shit. Like, oh, they all have... How old do you problems. think Randy is? In He's, this movie, he, well, you, you would think his heyday, late twenties, early thirties, and eighties. Yeah, yeah. So you're adding another thirty. Something. He's probably, I'd say, in his fifties, mid fifties. Really? Yeah, Damn. to stay on top, man. He's putting so much shit in his body. Even the doctor says you got to stop putting the shit in your body. Yeah, yeah. Not only that too, but. To have that look, he's he's lifting weights, pumping pumping the muscles full of blood. He's going to get tan, spray tan, going to a tanning bed. He's doing cocaine, anything to look alive, to look energetic, True, yeah. to stay in that ring. You know, and I think it's again, it's it's so. He's I think he's obsessed with just trying to hang on to anything that he can. His you know, image. just his image, and it's it's just so fascinating to see everything that he does. You know, everything he puts his body through. I think, um, especially that fight where. You, I think it was your best location, Wayne, where it was that, the, the cage fight. Yeah, yeah. You know, or it wasn't even a cage fight, was it? Uh, it was a ladder match, but yeah, it was a yeah. hard yeah. ladder match, yeah. hardcore match. But I the wasn't guy, quite sure what to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the um, the conversation in the, in the back, you know, behind the scenes. And he goes, you know what? Oh, yeah. um, I'm going to bring out the uh, the staple gun. Are you cool with the staple gun? He's like, uh, what is the staple gun? You know, what is, <laughs> what is the staple stuff? But um, he's so obsessed, he goes out there and he, he will do anything for the fans. You know, he gets out there, he takes staples to the fucking head he's so obsessed to give a show that he goes out there and he cuts his forehead open oh yeah yeah you know with a razor yeah you know and that's that's a scene that ultimately he uh, he's had enough and he goes back and he has a heart attack you know but he's completely obsessed not with just himself but giving to the fans giving Mm -hmm. back to wrestling um there was a this was a tough one for me but i think ultimately uh i went with uh randy the ram i I do want to throw one more thing out there for for nina obsession it's like she had the, you know, picking at her fingernails. Yeah. And, like, you know, picking at her back. Oh, and yeah. Like, like those little things really fucking bothered me to watch on screen. Because, like, that's, like... Yeah. Oh, God. The, the, like, the that, that, like they, Yeah. Like, they really, like, make my fucking skin crawl, like, watching that kind yeah. of shit. Like, that's not even, like, anywhere near what you could probably consider the worst shit in that movie. But that's the stuff that, like, got to me the most. And that, those I'm were the you. things that, like, she couldn't control. The things that were... Actually, you know, hers that her demons to deal with. No, yeah, both of them were completely obsessed characters. Oh yeah, that. you really couldn't go wrong picking one of these. Really, yeah. I mean, they both were just amazing. Yeah, um, that gets us into my favorite category, and it's a <laughs> WTF. What the fuck? So, what are some scenes? Not, don't give me your favorite one. How yeah. many do you have? Uh, I just have one, but I got I got another one up here. Okay, so give me that one first. Don't give me your your main one yet. Oh gosh, uh, I've got a bunch of them. I'm trying to think of a, <laughs> a good one to go by. Uh, Kyle, give us one of your runner-ups. Yeah, real yeah. Quick. Give, give okay, so my, mine is actually I just I just picked one from each movie. So okay. my my runner-up comes from Black Swan, and it's a line, and it's when she calls her mom and she says the line, "I got the part, mommy." Yeah, Ugh! that is creepy. like it was so fucking creepy. Yeah, like that it was is like creepy. like you've seen all the visuals of her like acting like a child and stuff, but like you hadn't like heard it, and like that moment was like. 
I got the part, mommy, and it was like, oh <laughs> fuck, no. Like I don't know that 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 along with like picking the fingernails and shit really got me, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, 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 one of my runner-ups was uh, well the leg scene. I mean, can you imagine mm-hmm. just going out there, and all of a sudden you, you know you, you're expecting to beat him with a broom or whatever. He's like. Take my prosthetic leg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Even he was like, "What?" And everybody's <laughs> chanting, and he's like, yeah. "All real, right, real <laughs> fucking moment, Damn. real moment, yeah, real that's moment. awesome." Awesome. Uh, one of my runners up, uh, runner ups was um, the little kid going into Ram's trailer to play a video game. Yeah. Like earlier on, it's, it's cool. He comes out of his van and he's just wrestling with the kids, right? But I don't know. I didn't see anything else in that movie that showed me that he was uh, like related to this kid or his parents trusted him as as a parent. Yeah. I would be like the red flags would go up. This old '80s wrestler who get, gets kicked out of his, his trailer more than he lives in it. Okay, yeah. Yells across the street. Come on, Tommy. Whatever his name is. Let's, let's play. play let's play. A, let's play some Nintendo. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, he had air quoted it like Wayne does rape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh. Rape should always be air quoted. <laughs> Yeah, and you know this guy is probably doing drugs. I mean, oh, you hear this. You, hear, be, you yeah. hear the stories in the trailer park, and uh, I don't know. I, I would imagine the other kids are being like, "What the fuck is? Why isn't? Why is Tommy only going in there and playing Nintendo?" Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I, you know, I, I kind of grew up in the trailer turn? for a few years, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that area, and mo- none of the parents in that area. You got fucked by a wrestler? No. <laughs> <laughs> None of give a shit. Unrelated to what I'm talking about. (laughs) I was raped. (laughs) Air quotes, no. But, uh, I mean, they just don't fucking care. I mean, it's just white trash mentality. Yeah. What they're like, you know what? Hey, the kids are out of the trailer. No, that's what I'm saying. I I can totally see if it was like bringing in all the kids (laughs) to play Nintendo. (laughs) But it's just one kid playing Nintendo. I was like, that's a good looking boy you got there. Yeah, did you have any more runner ups? None that I can... It's, I should have wrote them down. Okay, I just got to run through a couple, okay? So, coffee at the fucking strip club. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. I've been to a strip club a couple times in my life, right? <laughs> More than a couple, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> he orders a cup of coffee, and it's like they have it on the fucking pot ready for him. I've never been to a strip club where they have fucking coffee ready to go. Never. Yeah, I've I never been in a bar. Well, maybe a bar, yeah, yeah. but not even many bars have fucking coffee ready. You're no. there to drink beer, not coffee. And they, it's like he wants a coffee and they give him a coffee right away. I'm like, coffee <laughs> at a strip club? That's kind of interesting. I didn't think about that. Isn't that kind of, it's that funny is. though, you know? I've never yeah. seen you drink coffee at a strip club. Nope. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, you know, the bartender probably like, Kalula, you mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just serves it right away. He's like, oh yeah, hey, no problem, buddy. Regular. <laughs> I have a. You want regular or decaf? I, <laughs> I just brewed a. I just brewed a. I just brewed a whole fresh pot. <laughs> and then um, nobody like okay like um, the stripper right? She's always talking to Ram, mm-hmm. and just, even when you know he's uh, he comes back, he's like, hey, I've had a heart attack. She goes, well, why don't you call your daughter? You know, always giving good advice. Yeah. No one fucking tells this guy to take a goddamn bath, okay? No one tells him to get a fucking new coat or says, like, hey, maybe you should. I don't know. He, this guy has to smell like hot trash. Dude, there's this, there's, there's scenes, dude, where it's like, dude, just, I don't know. I wish someone would just buy him a fucking coat. I don't know. That was like, that's just a runner-up, guys. I'm just like, I don't know. If I do have another runner-up and it's from the wrestler, it's... All these people just blowing off Marissa Tomei. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, Marissa Tomei is a goddamn dime in her 40s. Like, if I'm at a strip club and I see Marissa Tomei, I'm dropping fucking money on that. Okay, so two more before I get to my main. Um, So supposedly there's only 12 minutes of wrestling. 
in a 110 minute running oh, time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But, I think, but I think that it's so well edited. I always feel like I'm getting some wrestling. Yeah, well, you yeah. Get, especially that hardcore scene. Like, yeah. and they, that scene is so like beautifully oh, edited, is. where you're seeing the end of the match, and then when they're going through and they're assessing his injuries, then they show you the part of the match where and, he got that injury got, from. Yeah, yes. so fucking great, and it extends, it extends, it makes that scene seems like the actual wrestling seems so much longer than it actually yeah. is. And then at Video Land, we're always talking, you know, Star Wars, MCU, uh, DC, you know, dick jokes, dick jokes, <laughs> and it was just so funny to see Aunt May. Give Whiplash a lap dance. <laughs> that was pretty funny. See, I always think of her from my cousin Vinny. Yeah, you know, and he's like, "Where's where's my bird? <laughs> it's in your pussy." He'll <laughs> <laughs> be fine. So I'll get my number one. We go back around. So what's your number one? Uh, my number one is uh, Nina wakes up and just starts rubbing one out. Right? I mean, she is getting yeah. really into it. She's really rubbing it out. It's kind of hot. <laughs> Looks okay. over and there's her fucking mother. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, not only is her mother, you know, sleeping in a chair less than five feet away, yeah, but she's masturbating right in front of her. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize it, but still pretty fucked up. Yeah, and that is. So that was my what the fuck. No, that is good. <laughs> no. Um, my we're going with fingernails again from the wrestler, and they're just Mickey Rourke's fingernails. Oh, really? Did I, you fucking see no. the guy's hands? Look at his fucking fingernails. They're like. Like, his fingernails are, like, they're from like, here to all the way to the very tip of his fucking And they're hand. really yellow, too, they're, I noticed. They're fucking gross wow. and thick. Yeah. Like, they're the most disgusting fucking fingers I've ever seen in my goddamn life. And I, I did notice very that. distracting whenever his hands were actually on screen. Yep, so my number one is everybody fucking gay in this strip club because Marissa Tomei is a goddamn 10. <laughs> yes. She's better looking than any fucking stripper oh, in there. Too. She's probably twice their age. She is so fucking hot. 10 times hotter. And nobody... She has to try to talk them in to a lap dance. I'm like, like what the are you? No like, 40? Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. She's fucking 10. It's and like, I'll tell you what, instead of going to that guy, I'll pay you double. Come here. Yeah, <laughs> I almost like, I like Marissa Tomei enough in here, and I like Marissa Tomei in general. Yeah. But that's, uh, well, I won't ruin another award later, but it's. I felt like there was a better actress here because I thought she was too good looking. I thought she was kind of above Randy. You know what I'm saying? It just I'm kind of took glad me out. we got her. <laughs> no, she's, she yes, is. Amen. She is, amen. She is so hot. Mm. God yeah, that was my number one. What the fuck? I was like, are you kidding me? That no is... one wants to have a lap dance. Bullshit. My fucking ass. Uh, so anyway, that takes us into best score or soundtrack. Uh, the Wrestler. Okay. I, I love that 80s metal. You know, I mean, the the soundtrack for uh, Black Strange Swan. Strange from someone who just loves classical jazz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, weird, right? <laughs> it fit, and it, it wasn't horrible, but I didn't really notice it often yeah. every now and then i'd notice it but it just didn't blip on my radar yeah. the wrestler i noticed it it really added definition you know, did, to randy the johnson and it also put kind of perspective into his <laughs> fuck you it put perspective into his randy 80s johnson. obsession <laughs> the ram john i'm not gonna let you give that i'm not gonna let no, you go away I, I i know god damn it <laughs> my life's gonna be living hell the next couple of weeks yeah um, I thought music was great in both of these films. Yeah, and yeah, I thought they both fit their their films incredibly well. It's kind of like my yeah. location. I thought they were very well suited for Absolutely. each other. I I tipped it to Black Swan because it was a little more unique. Uh-huh. Um, they did a very good job of playing like just your standard classical type of music, but there are little intricacies in it, like extra strings to give it a little bit more of a horror sound. Yeah, yeah. There, it's it's so fucking like it's it's the minutia, especially of their some music. of the end pieces. I know really like, well. The the, the 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 songs definitely get darker as the movie goes. Yeah, on. yeah, it's and it, they become heavier, and it's that's that's fucking masterful. Yeah, wonderful. You know, again, I think this is an award where 
no matter what you nominate, it's not going to be a bad pick. No, no. He wouldn't say that if he said Black Swan. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. Black Swan is the only only answer. Yeah, just like with... um, yeah, just like with Black, uh, or my best location, um, I think I, I got exactly what I thought I would from Black Swan in the music you know, department and um, in the Rustler. I ultimately went with the Rustler because I thought it added to the experience of the Rustler. Because as you said, Wayne, um, everything that he does, his obsession yeah. is really the 80s. And you know, this the music, the whole soundtrack, I mean, you have... Well, that was his time. That was yeah. more than just the prime of someone's life. Yeah. I mean, he was... He was a fucking star. And so uh, since this is about an 80s, maybe early 90s wrestler, I think that it's appropriate to have this music, and I think it adds to the experience of this movie. Um, you have Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine, which is just, you know, not a huge fan of the song, yeah. right? But it's I can see Randy the Ram coming out uh, There today. was a Cinderella song in there when he's driving in the van, the yeah. rat song at the bar. Which, it was interesting, Alex, or Alex. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Alex Johnson. <laughs> yeah, Alex <laughs> <laughs> Axel Rose actually donated the song for free because of the budget of the wrestler. Oh, which wow. is kind of neat. Yeah, um, but you have two rat songs, Scorpion Slash, Quiet Riot. Oh yeah, I think all of that together just made a unique, you know, film, a unique yeah. go- uh, film going experience. So that's what I what I went with. Best quote. Uh, mine went to the wrestler, and it's just something simple because I think it's the one time he actually, one of the few times he steps out of his Randy the Ram character. It's uh, right before he goes out in his performance for Ayatollah, and Cassidy comes running up to him. And he just looks at him and he says, "The world doesn't give a shit about me." Yeah, yeah, that's a good. And one. I think he referenced not you know who everyone thought he was, you know, the Ram, but him as just a they human being, a, a person. Robin Ramzinski. Exactly. Take care about Randy the Ram Robinson. Exactly, and I thought that's fucking awesome. Yeah. At one time he steps up because he, you know, he does have a thing for her, whether it's beautiful or it'd be a train wreck, whatever, and he just opens up. You know, and it's just that, you know, the world doesn't give a shit about me. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good line. And out he goes. Yeah. You know, I it, thought that was awesome. In the way he says it, you almost, depending on however you want to take the ending, and I'm sure that's a conversation we'll get into in, in a oh, bit, yeah. but <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it almost like he says it in a way like he knows that like, this is not going to be a good outcome, no yeah. matter what happens. Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm going to get my last hurrah and fucking deal with it. Exactly. Even if I live through this, whether, you know, he does or not, this is... This is my, my last, last time. Match. This is my last yeah. time out here, whether I live or die. Exactly, I'm gonna shine no matter what, and I may, you know, even if I don't physically blink out of existence, mentally in the minds of people, and so forth and so forth. You know, I'm done. It's gone. The the, the, the curtains are drawn. Yeah. After this, uh, mine also comes from the wrestler, but uh, it's when he's actually opening up to his daughter um, when he takes her out to her favorite place, and it's it's a little bit of a long little monologue. So I'm all read it here, but I just want to tell you, I'm the one who was supposed to take care of everything. I'm the one who was supposed to make everything okay for everybody. It just didn't work out like that, and I left. I left you. You never did anything wrong. I used to try to forget about it. I used to try to pretend that you didn't exist, but I can't. You're my girl. You're my little girl, and now I'm an old, broken-down piece of meat, and I'm alone, and I deserve to be alone. I just don't want you to hate me. That's a beautiful quote. I mean, it really is. And, like... That 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 little piece right there it's is is it, it fucking destroys you yeah. and like he got nominated for an Oscar and it totally a hundred percent you could just show that clip and he would have gotten nominated yeah yeah, yeah. It, he he's really putting his whole fucking soul into that and uh, it, it's it, it's the moment that like you know we 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 like Randy when we're watching this movie yeah you know, we're following him and like we we get it but like that's the moment where you're like. Maybe he can fucking do better. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe he's gonna see this through. 
and just become a better person in general. Yeah. And then he fucks it up from there. Yeah. Yeah. That was my favorite quote, too. So, um, yeah, he doesn't say in that quote, he doesn't say, you know, I want you to forgive me, you know, I want you to take care of me. Yeah, he's giving, I mean, he's like admitting this is... Yeah, I just don't want you to hate me. And he's at that point yeah. now where he's had that, you know, um, he's had a heart attack and his his uh, window's closing, his window of time is closing and hard telling what will happen with him and maybe his next fight or whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, just don't, I just don't want you to hate me. You're my kid. Just don't hate me. You know, I made some poor decisions. Just don't hate me. And I think that's such a powerful, um, a powerful quote. I had another one, but uh, it just didn't sit with me as well as this one because at the end, he gets in the ring and he goes, the only one that's going to tell me when I'm through doing my thing is you people here. You people here. You people here. You're my family. And I'm like, I like that. Yeah. But, but then he shits the ring. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he just he flies off the belt. He probably dies. And it's funny because he just tells everybody, I'm not done until you're telling me I'm done. And then you just fucking die. Mm-hmm. Shitting your pants in the ring, you know. That's fucked up. So I couldn't give that my favorite quote. But it, uh, the other one was awesome. And I love the 80s fucking rule, man, until that pussy Cobain came around and fucked it all up. <laughs> that was great. But I want to give a shout-out real quick to Black Swan. I love that line where Nina tells uh, Wynonna Ryder's character. She goes, um, so Wynonna, what was Wynonna Ryder's character in the name? Was it Beth or something like Beth. that? Beth, yeah. So Beth, she goes, did you suck his cock? <laughs> and she goes... Not all of us have, have to. to. Oh. <laughs> that was like that was the that first was like nice. moment. Like it was a little bit of like giving that bitch back. It's like yeah. oh, like snap, she's that girl. super sweet innocent girl. Yeah. This whole movie, and then like <laughs> not all of us. I'm have I'm so to. fucking yeah. talented. Mm. I don't have to suck his cock. Unlike you. Yeah, and right. <laughs> so good. Um, that takes us to best screenplay. Uh, again, I went with this was a tough one, but I did go with the wrestler. I think that there was just more to it. Yeah. More in depth. I mean, you did see inside a little bit of Nina and so forth and so forth, but uh, it was more fleshed out the story. I think of the wrestler. Uh, you know, more, more, a little more depth, a little more to it, a little more, just a little more everything. You know, Black Swan was good. It was real good, but I had to give it to the wrestler. Yep. Where'd you go? I too went with the wrestler. Um, just because there's a little more, you know, humor to it. There's a little more. There's a little more elements of different. Types of things going into it. I, I love both of these screenplays. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, this one was a really tough one for me, too. <clears throat> um, I just think it, it comes down to the characters overall. And I really like Randy and I really like Pam as, yeah. as our two top characters. As much as I love, you know, Nina and, you know, Toma and her mother and, and all the characters in Black Swan. Like... It, that was a Nina movie with other people around her, and, and, exactly. and the wrestler was yes, it was a Randy movie, but like yeah. those other characters were really strong presences. Even though mm-hmm. you know Evan Rachel Woods in it for you know maybe five minutes of screen time, but she's yeah. fucking powerful. She was a presence, yeah. There. So uh, yeah, I, I went with uh, the wrestler. Right on. Um, I went with the wrestler as well, uh, but this was hard for me, man. Both of these films yeah. are so similar. Uh, man, when you break them down, Mickey Rourke, um, he improvised a lot of his dialogue, so. Not a lot of script work there, you know. Um, Black Swan, it's a fun psychological horror film. It takes a lot of beats from Cronenberg uh, and Polanski. And yeah. I think a lot of that was filmmaking and not, you know, some of it wasn't script work. You know, how much of that was script, you exactly. know, and how much of that was the experience that, uh, you know, Aronofsky gave us through, through the lens. But overall, I think um, the story of an aged wrestler is a story that needs to be told. You know, I think that is a story that needs to be told. Um, yeah, what happens to these it's, big it's just stars? a yeah, it's an interesting peek behind the curtain, you know. And I think, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's an, an amazing, amazing story. So, where did you go for cinematography? Uh, again, I went with the wrestler. Again, okay. kind of a tough choice. 
uh, Black Swan was real dark, and then that showed, and, and a lot of the cinematography. But the wrestler, again, uh, same reason why I was about screenplay. There was more to it. You know, I saw more places. I saw more scenery. I, I just saw a little bit more of everything. Whereas, well, uh, Black Swan, things looked good, looked yeah, real yeah. fucking good. But there just wasn't much there. Okay. And this, I, I went Black Swan, um, and th- this one was a, a runaway for me. And I think the wrestler looks fantastic. I think it's, I think it's shot incredibly well. But Black Swan is a fucking other league. Um, you, you know, you talk about there's not a whole lot of variations in scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're in the sa- a lot of the same locations, but they make it seem like they're in a lot of fucking different locations with the way they shoot everything. Um, lighting is incredibly important in the, the way you do cinematography, and yeah. like, it is. Flawless in this. Um, yes, wrestling. Is a lot almost, of the same techniques, though. A lot of tracking similar. shots and a lot of close-ups. Sure, and and wrestling is ballet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, they're, yeah, basically, yeah. they're the same kind of thing. Both these like, are very guerrilla-style filmmaking. Right, putting the camera right in your face and laying, and, and wrestling is a little more gritty, and the camera works a little more gritty. And Black Swan, is, you know, ballet is very refined, and and the cinematography is very refined. It's very slow moving, um, and I I just think it I think it played much better. Uh, in Black Swan that it came off in The Wrestler to me. Right yeah. well, uh, This was my second time. I think both of these are pretty equal, man. Uh, carbon copies, uh, really. They have uh, a lot of tracking shots, a lot of close-up shots. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Uh, Great really, angles, too, in a lot of places. Yeah, I think he really captures the essence, though, of the performers, like um, of just being a wrestler or a ballerina. You know, he gets the camera right in there, shows us, you know, uh, taping up the joints, steroid shots in the ass... Um, the, the preparation um, puts the camera right there and just shows you how these people interact. So it's very both these are very guerrilla style. You know, he, he just gets in there and just lets the camera just uh, you know do its thing. I think both of these were pretty, you know, pretty much equal for me. Um, there was a lo- some really cool style choices with Black Swan. You know, showing the the um, it's it's hard to film a horror film and put you on the edge of your seat. Yeah. You know, I feel so I, I have to give some respect to that, but for the most part, just the. Uh, the tracking shots and close-ups, I think, were pretty pretty equal. So I went with Ty on this. Okay. Is it, how much time did you say was like wrestling in the wrestling? I think twelve minutes. Twelve minutes. Damn. It's at least you know double that of the actual ballet in Black Swan. Yeah. You're seeing a lot like, and that's that's some of the hardest shooting you yeah. got to do is like the actual like movements of the wrestling, the movements of the ballet. And but they, all a lot of this was all handheld for both of them. Yeah, handheld uh, shots in wrestler yeah. and in and ballerina or ballerina <laughs> the Black Swan. <laughs> Ballerina Johnson. The Ballerina Johnson. <laughs> All right, best supporting actor or actress. Uh, I went with the wrestler, um, Marissa Tomei, as Cassidy slash Pam, uh, because her character was uh, almost similar to Randy's in a way, uh, physically demanding. I mean, she's got to stay in shape, you know, so get what money she can, and, and dancing a little bit, and that, uh, especially the the scene where she really shone for me is when they went to that thrift store. And he kind of was suggesting that I want a little bit more than just friends here. And you could see the struggle where she's getting old. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to be alone. But she's been doing this for so long. It's all she knows. It's hard for her to reach out on an emotional level. Like, and she has to keep telling, you're, you're a customer, you're a customer. Yeah. And it's almost like she's trying to convince herself. You know, she's like, I, I, then finally that's when she just she's like, I'm a mom. Yeah. I have a kid. This is just my way of, you know, take, you know feeding him, school, yada, yada, yada. And just her emotional expressions throughout the movie, everything. I, I think she was just a terrific actress. You know, her first day of shooting, her. she had to give Mickey Rourke a lap dance. That was the first <laughs> day of shooting. Hey, you can jump into the pool. Jump in. <laughs> yeah. Good first day for Mickey Rourke, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's two sides to every story. Dude, I'm getting paid for this. <laughs> 
I I also went with Marissa Tomei, which you know, Mila Kunis, fucking was, yeah, incredible. I pretty much all the supporting actors in Black Swan. My one problem with Mila Kunis is she played such a simple character, though. Just basically when it came down to it, she was a backstabbing the, bitch. Th- this is what that's why I went Marissa Tomei is because I don't think they gave Mila Kunis enough. Um, exactly. and, and she's not as, as black backstabbing as you think. I think it's a lot. A lot of that comes from yeah, Nina's from side. I kind of want yeah. Because yeah. when she comes, the last time we actually see the real her, she's like, hey, just wanted to say, like... Good luck, yeah. Hey, yeah, you, you're doing really well. Good, you, good, you, yeah. you recovered really well. That was one of the best dances I've ever seen. You know, like, she was legitimately happy for her. Um, but, yeah, Marissa Tomei, um, she does... She brings that, like... God, she's going through the same kind of career trajectory that Randy's going through. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like, they are both at the end of their rope. His, you know, he can't, you know, physically perform it anymore and even though she can she's not physically wanted there yeah. anymore and uh, you know they both need to get on with their lives he needs to get away from wrestling and and try to find some normalcy she needs to get away from stripping and find some normalcy but neither of them are willing to give that up and it's holding those scenes together you know that's they got best duo because they work so fucking well together I think they, uh, one of the things that they, one of the reasons why they didn't get away from it is they gotta remember a time when they made so much money too doing this, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm sure when she was younger, uh, first starting on strip, she was probably bringing it's, home four figures a night. It's not even a, it's the adoration. It's those people cheering you on. It's those people yeah. gawking at you. Like they need to feel that you know. Oh my, I'm loved. Exactly. I'm wanted. And they're not getting that. And like you know, and and you can see that in that that last scene that she has with him. Like he's like, you know, I'm going out there. Like this mm-hmm. is going to be my life like I, I'm going to get these cheers I'm going to get money I'm going to get paid for this and like she's like I'm never going to see anything like that again so yeah. like I kind of understand but don't fucking do this like yeah great great performances all mm-hmm. around both these movies man I'm surprised guys no love for Barbara Hershey no I love Barbara Hershey she, she was a runner up she I really think she was. stole the show as uh, uh, Natalie Portman's no for, for the unhinged mother man I thought she really added another layer. she does what a supporting actor or actress needs to do she comes in she turns everything up a notch adds another layer to the movie like I said earlier she could have turned into a fucking witch in the middle of this movie I would have been like okay I, yep, I, I yeah. buy it this, this is kind of movie it makes sense I, I would have bought that too yeah but uh, yeah she just turned everything up I mean um when she um, got this gig, she cut off like the outer layer of her eyebrows to give her a creepier look for the film. Uh, she came on to the last leg of Black Black Swan, and so she wasn't going to have a lot of um, encounters with Natalie Portman. So she wrote her letters for a few months as her mother, okay, to get into that role. Damn. Copied Natalie Portman's like watched Natalie Portman's uh, previous performances, copied her mannerisms, and I think all that shows because she comes off completely unchanged. But there is a relationship there, I think, on screen. And only being, I think she only had like a week of filming with Natalie Portman. They filmed all that at the very end. Um, she did do yeah. a really good job. No, I thought with all that, I no thought she that. she just nailed it. So I'm going Barbara Hershey for Black Swan. Not a bad pick. Like, so there's really no bad picks in any of that. I mean, no. Did you notice her outer half of her eyebrows? Actually, no, I didn't. Yeah. I, no, I didn't. I, something looked a little something off. Looked off. Yeah, something looked like, off. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what it is, but. I think I just bought her character so much that it didn't. You know, I mean, I didn't notice the finer details. Yeah. I, cu- I mean, I couldn't go Marissa Tomei. It just seemed like if there's a part of um, the wrestler I don't think... And I like Marissa Tomei. I think she's hot as fuck as the stripper, okay? <laughs> don't get me wrong, but if I think there's something that's unnatural in that movie, I think it's Marissa Tomei. She really? doesn't seem like she should be there. It, it seems like, I don't know, cast someone who... I would almost wish that that wasn't a star part. You know, that they would have, you know, got someone else in there that was a little bit older that I would believe that no one wanted a lap dance and she was hanging on 
to um, her stardom in the strip club. You know, I think that would have been more interesting because I, I, I just didn't buy that no one would want to have a fucking lap dance. I don't even buy that she'd be fascinated with Mickey Rourke. You know? Really? Yeah, Randy the Ram. So mm-hmm. I just thought that was the only part that really came off unnatural. I think there was a better actress out there for that role. Uh, see, I'm almost with you there to a point, but I think maybe another reason why she could have went after him is this is a man that has taken an interest in her, not just for her tits and ass. But no one's taken an interest in her well, tits you know and what ass. I mean, I mean he, he legitimately likes her, and I think she can sense that. Like, hey, this is actually a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not just wanting to get his dick wet or whatever, yeah. you know? I mean, he's taken an interest you in know me what? as a person. You know what? I think I would rather have the two movies switch. I think Marissa Tomei would have been better in Black Swan as um, the uh, as Beth. I think she would have been fantastic as Beth and take Winona right Ryder as the stripper in the strip club because I can understand why people wouldn't want a lap dance from Winona Ryder. I wouldn't her back in the fucking day. No, I, I think that works more. And I think, you know how there's the parallels between Mickey Rourke and Randy? Yeah. I think you could make the same parallels there between the stripper trying to hang on to, to her glory days as a younger stripper and Winona Ryder. I think that would have been fucking That's amazing. an interesting, interesting yeah, I think I'll that take been awesome. on that. I, I, that would, I would have liked to have seen that. but Yeah. So um, that takes us to best lead actor or actress. Uh, the wrestler, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, fucking oh, I mean, that just... Is that I, what everybody were? did a, a fucking superb job. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But he literally just stole this fucking award. Yeah. I mean, it was just... I, I, I don't see any other real choices for a winner here. Put, put Natalie Portman's performance in this against pretty much any other movie. Yeah. And she could probably easily win it. Yeah. Like, fucking outstanding performance. Yeah, I, I will say that. Agreed. I think an outstanding performance. Um, I think 80% of the ballerina moves were, you know, was Natalie uh, Portman. Well, she, she learned that shit. She learned That's that shit. And so did Mila Kunis. Yeah. But there's something that does annoy me about her, and it's her voice. Like, I know she's supposed to be innocent. I know she's supposed to come off innocent. But she comes off like she's trying to... Like, she is acting. And I can see that. You know, it it took me out of the film a little bit. I don't agree with that at all. Really? Yeah, I didn't care for it. And it's actually... I read a a comment from her that she said that... um, From, you know, more mature actresses, that she tried to get away from the innocent voice. And um, for this movie, she had to go back to it. So she went through um, voice coaching and all kinds of stuff to get away from that innocent voice. And then she had to go back to it. I almost felt like she didn't go back to what her original innocent voice would be. Mm-hmm. I, I really felt like she went, you know, like even... Too far. Too far. I really think she went too far with it. But, yeah. Anyway, I thought she was amazing too. But, yeah, Mickey Rourke, oh, man. That's amazing. where you went? Yeah, and it, it went with my quote. You know, that old broken down piece of meat. That, yeah. that scene is so fucking heavy and he, he pulls it mm-hmm. off so well. But he also does the, the fun, lighthearted stuff, you know, like I said, dancing in the bar, you know, oh, yeah. giving Pam a little lap dance, you know. He's having a lot of fun. And, and the dude, like, he wrestled that hardcore match, those cuts, those, that shit, like, that's, yeah. those are, like, real fucking shit. Like, he had an actual match with yeah. Necro Butcher. Like, those are real it. staples in his body. Like, that's fucking the one, like, brutal. nasty cut they showed, that was legit. Oh, yeah, like, right there around yeah. the, his uh, stomach and shit. That was I think you cut. said it earlier, career-defining Damn. performance. Absolutely. I don't They've think re- reinvigorated everything. I do not think Mickey Rourke will ever be better. You know why that? Yeah. Why that is? Because most people will never have a, a part like this. No. You know, there's True. something so, so real about this role. Like I said, I, I've completely lost myself. You know, and I'm, I'm oh, the kind and of guy when I, I see like a Mickey Rourke or Stallone or Schwarzenegger or any any main actor. You know, it takes a lot to take me. I, this movie isn't a movie to me. It's a fucking experience. Yeah. You know, and it's because of, of Mickey Rourke as the wrestler. You know, and I, I was hoping I would still feel about the same way about this because the first time I watched this was, uh, what, 2007? Is this when it came out? Mm, Somewhere around there? I think it was yeah. nine, 2009. 2009. 
that was the last time I watched it. But I remember loving The Wrestler. And I was like, man, I hope it still holds up. And you know, it't still does. Honestly, if Mick Rourke, I'd never heard of him. Uh, he had never done an yeah. acting job or anything before. I would have could have watched this and thought, I bet this guy used to be a fucking wrestler. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just sucked me into the realism. He does something that some actors and actresses, it's, it's very rare. He does something so special. He he puts it all out there. Oh, yeah. Every See, I loved bit. him in Sin City. And I, I thought, that's not going to get any better than that for him. Uh-huh. And he just blew that away. Yeah, no, this is a very I, real place God, you know, that yeah. he's coming from in this movie. And uh, he lost the <clears throat> um, the uh, the Best Actor Award mm-hmm. to Sean Penn. And I tell you what, I, we just did our LGBT marathon. Yeah. I thought Sean Penn was pretty good in, in Milk, you know. But, man, I tell you what, dude, oh, it's yeah. nothing compared to make you work as the wrestler. Yeah, because I, I watched Milk for that marathon. Too, and that was a decent movie. And Sean Penn did a good job in that. Yeah, he yeah. really did. But compared to make you work as the wrestler... That was dog shit. What do you think? You, know? you give uh, Sean Penn or Compared you give Mickey Rourke? That's that's really tough. There's a lot that goes into Harvey Milk too. Mm-hmm. Like I, you, uh, I don't want to undersell Sean Penn or or anything. See, even in the marathon, I said that I li- I, I really did like it, but I thought sometimes good. he came it's off as a cartoon. Good. Remember me mm-hmm. saying that? Yeah. For me, Mickey Rourke does not come off as a cartoon, even though he should. He really should, but he yeah, comes off so like he's a real, real fucking wrestler. Mm-hmm. It comes off so real, so deep, so emotional. Like I completely believe that when Mickey Rourke was in the ring and he was he was performing as as Randy the Ram, there's pieces of him that was like, yeah, this is this is Mickey Rourke in here. Yeah. This is my life story in here, kind of told through the eyes of a wrestler. You know, it's such I don't know. It is is it's as a metaphor for his career. It's so amazing. I uh, I love it. It's a it's a, it's amazing tower towering <laughs> achievement. So agreed. Anything else you want to say? We all no, kind of jumped I mean, in on that. Yeah, oh, like, uh, he, it's it's a wonderful performance. Like and it, not shitting on Natalie Portman in any fucking way yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, right like there. it's it's. I mean, it's this is a really tough versus. Really, yeah. Did you hear? Did you hear about so Natalie Portman? I think this needs to be talked about. Yeah, she put it all out there too, man. She um, dislocated, or um, I think she dislocated a rib, and when when, when someone was lifting her up for one of her lifts, mm-hmm. and. Again, this movie here was a tight budget as well. Both these movies had tight budgets, and it she, doesn't show. Yeah, they I couldn't. Mean, uh, they couldn't afford a medic. Okay, they couldn't afford you know any kind of medical setup. And it was uh, they told her like, hey, if you want to get this looked after or whatever, it's you know, hey, it is what it is. We're just on a tight budget. It's either you know we get a medic in here, we get a get that set up, or you lose your trailer. And she's like, well, I got to take care of this. I need some physical therapy. I need to get you know this rib you know, looked at, or I don't know if I'll be able to do these lifts. And you can actually see in the movie too. There's a couple shots where they lift her up in very awkward ways because they were protecting her rib. Oh wow! And uh, she's like, well, fuck, I, I need this taken care of. The next day, her trailer was gone, and <laughs> and they brought in medics. Yeah, damn. So that's how tight of a budget these movies were, you know. But uh, and that's painful. I, I've actually broken one of my ribs before. And that is getting most, lifted for not a lifted. No, no, no. That's not the reason why that happened. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. And there, there's taking a shit too fast. And there was a huge conspiracy too. Like uh, I, I don't know if you've heard about this, but um, the lady who did the stunt doubles, or not stunt doubles, but like the ballerina shots, mm-hmm. some of the more complicated shots. Um, she said that she did most of the dancing, and Natalie Portman, you know, didn't do very much, and she should be, you know. Uh, give us some sort of achievement. Or, yeah, there's one in every crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah right. And then uh, so Darren Aronofsky had to go back and he, he had to count all the edited shots. He counted all the shots together and it was it came out to be 80% of what we see in Black Swan is Natalie Portman right doing her thing. So you got to give some respect to that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Natalie's yeah. not fucking easy. It's not fucking <laughs> no. easy. Yeah. I mean, it looks all beautiful and peaceful and shit, but behind the scenes... That's that is some excruciating like those, shit. Those women fuck their feet up like oh, real Oh god, bad. yeah. I can't yeah. imagine. Like I said, that I'm, 
the split toenail scene got me more than anything. Yeah. I was like, son of a God. And, and I know we talked. Why did I bring it up? <laughs> and I know we talked about it too. But that was Mickey Rourke. It. That was really Mickey Rourke. You know, um, gashing his head open yeah. with a with a blade. Fuck. I mean, that's that how is... they do. That's how they do it in wrestling. Yeah, blade. That's man. awesome. Painful shit. So that takes us to best scene. This was so fucking hard for oh, me. Oh God, I, I, you know, when it came down to it, the scene that just got me more, and it wasn't on an emotional level really, but kind of freaked me out, and that doesn't happen too often. Uh, Black Swan, Nina, when her legs start to crack the other oh, way. Oh, that's, that's cool. The, the final stages of her, uh, I'm going to just call it schizophrenic yep. transformation, really got me. I was like, I just kind of jumped a little. Yeah. It's like fuck me, and it was shot beautifully. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked real. I mean, it just I don't know how they did it, but it did. It just looked so real. Yeah, with some of the CGI you know shots that were in really this, really thinking this in it her mind, good. and she's just okay with it. She's rolling with it. She wants. It's almost like a someone who's a werewolf and they want to turn into that wolf. Uh-huh. You know, she knows that she's this black swan and she wants to turn and she wants to turn now. You can see it in her face. And, and that affects the physical the transformation. Yeah. yeah, it made me jump, and I, I, I fucking and I thought, you know, there's a whole, so many great scenes in both these movies. Yeah. They're just almost uncountable. But I thought that one definitely needed yeah. some sort of, you know, spoken about. Yeah, and I'll be talking about more about that later <laughs> too. Uh, there was another interesting scene too, where she walks in, all the paintings are kind of coming to life. Oh yeah, that was that fucking was really cool. cool. No. That's some really like creepy shit happening. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, where does that take you? Uh, my best scene, uh, it, it it's the same scene from The Wrestler that I've, I've harkened back to a couple times. It's, you know, sitting on that pier and giving that, you know, speech about being the, the broken down piece of meat. That, that's a good heartfelt it's, scene. It really is. Because it really, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a different pace in that movie. And it comes, you know, pretty much smack dab there in the middle. And, uh. But it, it really, it really sets the tone and changes the second half of that movie from you just being like, uh, he's just some, you know, washed up wrestler to like, God, I really want this yeah, guy. Yeah, it, it changes your view on his character. He doesn't Absolutely. so much act different, but you know something more than before. He, he's the same. You and just it, have a different piece of knowledge about him mm-hmm. um, that changes your perception on him. Yep. And it, it's fucking fantastic. It is. Really well shot. Uh, even though, you know, Evan Rachel Wood isn't saying a whole lot in that scene, she's giving a great fucking performance yep. too, just like with her reactions. Yeah, just her presence. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I went wrestler. I'm gonna give a runner up real quick. Um, I love in both these movies where my favorite stuff in these movies is when they're going behind the scenes and showing me stuff I, I don't usually get to see in, a, in the wrestling environment or in a, in a ballerina environment, and uh, where she's breaking open her shoes, you know, mm-hmm. and restitching it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, tearing the soul apart. I thought that was really interesting. So I just wanted to give a shout out to that. That's it's it's really cool. When yeah, you I never knew movie. they it did shows, that. Yeah, it showed you something. Detail. Little detail. <laughs> little detail. <laughs> little detail. Showing you something different. Ah, but the wrestler. Goddamn. There was. Four scenes here that I'm. Ah, uh, it was so hard to choose from. I'm ultimately going with the one that I'm filling right now. Okay, because I have three of them written down here. But the one that I'm filling right now is when the um, the doctor tells him that he can't wrestle anymore. Okay, now so not there yet. Okay, but he tells him he can't wrestle anymore. Stop putting that shit in your body. Um, you better not wrestle. Uh, it's, it's time for you to go. Right. So he walks outside. He has his coat on. And he's just standing there. There's nobody there for him. Nobody there for him. Not his daughter, not the stripper. And that that's the person that he has so the, probably the closest relationship with is a stripper. You know, that's that's his constant is the fucking local stripper, you know? No one's there to pick him up and he's just <sighs> after having major heart surgery, someone's cutting through your flesh and your bones, you almost died, and you're just out there and you're you're just no one's there to help you, and you just uh, you call a cab. 
and the cab takes you to your van. And it's just life yeah. as usual. I mean, the only other so closest friend he had maybe was that bouncer. They seem to get along pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So fucking lonely, man. Another runner-up, man. That The uh, staple gun fight going in from Fuck, the staple. Yeah. The staple gun fight into the backstage heart attack. I swear to God, guys, that's some of the best acting I've seen in years where he's they're, they're pulling the staples out of his, really his chest and his back. But it's Damn. the look that he gives. Like, you can tell, like, um, someone who's about ready to have a heart attack, he starts throwing up. Yeah, he's he starts weak. grabbing his arm, though, too. There's, some, there's something that I can't really put my finger on. There's something he's doing. It's the combination of, you know, putting his, his hand on his arm He's shaking a little bit. He's even off color a little bit. There's something that looks like he's really going through a fucking heart attack. It is amazing to watch. And then him standing yeah. up, he's moving really slow, and he puts his hand up against the wall, and then he starts throwing up. It's it just, man, it's like he dedicated himself to that role. It, yeah. it was amazing. But it was just so lonely and despairing to see him walk out of that hospital and just have no one there for him. You know, we've seen him get kicked out of his you know trailer a couple times, yeah, so you know exactly. he's just going back to his van. Yeah, just going back he's to his van. He's not even going to a bed. Yeah. Such a powerful scene. And they could have skipped that. That's one of those things that could have just ended up on the cutting room floor where, you know, they just could have bypassed him. I think it's such an important piece of him, you know. So that takes us to Defining Moment, which was rough. Uh, this one was, yeah. But uh, in the end, uh, I went with The Wrestler. And it's, t- it's towards the very beginning almost. Actually, I think it is the first shot. It's Randy sitting in what looks like to be a day- daycare. Waiting. And this is immediately after this powerful intro. Oh yeah, of uh, just you, it shows him as being this famous, and you're seeing all these news. No, clippings, I love that. Yeah, posters. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy was just a god in yeah. his time. He's like a back and in then, school. Boom! Twenty years later, he's sitting in a small metal chair. Yeah, yeah. in what looks to be like a fucking daycare. Yeah, yeah. That you know what I mean. That, I thought about that. That was the, a... the higher you stand, no matter if you're a musician, wrestler, whatever. The higher you are, yeah, the farther you're gonna fucking fall. Yeah, yeah. And that right there just boom embodied that in every way. Even just the way he, he didn't say shit, but just the way he was slouched. You can tell this man is used up and spit out. Yeah. And, and it was just five seconds, and I right fucking there. Yeah. I knew what kind of movie I was going to watch. I didn't know how good it was going to be you know, yeah, at yeah. that point. But I knew what was going to happen and it was fucking beautiful. Yeah. Uh, for me, I mean, defining moment is like that image I think of. Um, and, and both of these have some pretty great visuals and, yeah. and lines and, and everything. Um, but this was the first time I had watched Black Swan, watching it for this. Yeah, me too. I'm right um, with you. And there's something so chilling about that like last shot of her just laying on that mattress just in all white yep. just with that huge fucking spot of blood and that smile on her face yeah and she says that line like it was perfect you know i don't know if you guys have seen suspiria or not but it's a great fucking uh suspense type horror movie and i saw so much of this in that and it something i uh, uh a lost art in a lot of these types of movies is atmosphere and Black Swan just gave me confidence in the fact that it's not lost anymore. Wow. Yeah. I fucking love that. And that. That scene you described there was just the perfect atmospheric scene. And it, yeah, I love it. It's, it's beautiful framing. It's like, it's a really defeated moment for you as a viewer. Because like, all the reality is finally rushing back to you. Yeah. Because I mean, we're getting a lot of shit thrown at us in these last like twenty <laughs> yeah. minutes, especially where you're I know, like, it's just I don't know what's real. I don't know what's fake. Like mm. I'm, I'm going through the same sort of mental break that she's going through um and that's the moment where you kind of snap back and you go oh we're back to reality and 
it's a fucking rough one. Yeah. Uh, my defining moment was the, as Lily calls it, the the lezzy wet dream. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Not your orgasmic moment. <laughs> do, you want, do you want me to be honest, guys? <laughs> that was Can't, the best. It's a hot fucking scene. Can't we be fucking honest here, guys? Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Honestly, that yeah. was fucking hot. Well, I love that one pretentious moment where, no, the fucking two <laughs> girls fucking. <laughs> that made the fucking verses for me. Okay. <laughs> no, my. <laughs> Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> then my defining moment, my though. No, <laughs> that was my runner-up. You're pussying out now, I see. That was my runner-up. <laughs> the defining moment for me was um, the uh, Mickey Rourke, Randy Ram, sitting with the other has-beens and signing autographs. Yes. Uh, you said it earlier, I think, where both these were kind of like horror movies. You have the psychological horror. And this is, this is kind of a horror film if you look at it yeah. through the right lens. And one of my favorite movies that I've been debating putting up for Pantheon and everyone knows this is um, Amour it's just something I've been wrestling with and I would I love to, to I'd out. like to see what people think I call it an unconventional horror film because slashers don't scare me no more fucking demons don't scare me no more you know what scares the fuck out of me reality reality getting mm-hmm. old if I want to if I want to pinpoint it is getting old because with with age you get weaker disease it, it's just stacked against you you have this this guy who used to be at the top and you see all these guys were at the top mm-hmm. and they oh, all yeah. fell one guy's in a wheelchair the other's got that calf has a fucking cane leg. you know and all these broken down pieces of meat and you're like man and you just know they're at this autograph signing just so maybe they can make meet some fucking bills themselves well and guys I go to I try to go to two or three conventions a year and uh, usually horror conventions and um, this year I, I met Matthew Lillard you know it was so interesting because Matthew Lillard was telling us, hey, you know, it reminds me of the wrestler here. He was like, guys, you know, I was in Scream, and everyone's here for Scream, and and my character in that movie. And he goes, that was fucking like 20 years ago, man. You know? And he was like, you know. I gotta mention Scooby-Doo's his bread and butter. And Scooby-Doo, someone just replaced him with Scooby-Doo. Oh, really? I don't know exactly when it's going to happen. But he said that that losing Scooby-Doo was a big deal to him, because... That's something that he's known for, that he's kind of created, you yeah, know, it's kind and of his crafted. Franchise. It is. It's something that he's really worked hard on, you know, and, and, and he says he still does it like weekly, the Scooby Doo voice for kids or for family, you know? Yeah. And someone's gonna come in and take that away. And the higher you get, the the harder you're gonna fall, man. Yep. Just like you said. And um, it was really interesting listening to Matthew Lillard talk. He goes, guys, he's like you th- you might say you might think that uh, I might have some money because I was in a movie that you guys like or you know I was doing this thing 20 years ago but in reality you know it's like I had to relocate I had to sell my house you know I had to kind of bring things down a little bit because I'm not as active as I was with Scooby Doo and Scream and with you guys buying autographs and doing these things you know and coming out and supporting it's like that's how I feed my family so in a way a lot of the people that I go see you know are dealing with these same kind of things. Mm-hmm. Now, they're not broken down like these guys, you know, with canes. And but they're still desperate for fucking cash. They're, I mean, they're, they're damaged in other ways, you know? And it's so scary just to think about, you know, um, just getting older, man, you know? As, as you age, man, I mean, I can't lift as much as I used to when I was like 20 fucking five, you know? I got, got shoulder pains, man, and fucking back pains. You can't run as fast. You can't, you just, your body's preparing itself for fucking death, man. And just seeing these guys... Uh, go through this and they're on their last stages was just it's very I don't know really kind of shook me you know just to see these 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 people mm-hmm. and they're just just there you know 
uh, for their last call. You know, it's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean that's real shit, especially with wrestlers and stuff. Like, oh, there's yeah. there's a fantastic documentary on uh, Netflix called The Resurrection of Jake the Snake. Mm. If you haven't seen it? Really? I want to see. I checked out because I used to like Jake Snake. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's about DDP used to be a wrestler and he has like a yoga program now and like so he's he's taking in these wrestlers that like are really fucking bad like with injuries and you know drug addictions and stuff and like really change trying to change their lives for the yeah. better. And and on another thing I think another reason this hit me too is you see these people hanging on to their glory days. All these guys are selling VHS tapes oh, yeah. or you know whatever. Yeah. They're and so scared. Though. They're they're so scared. I think that's something that everyone needs to take stock of, you know. Um you know, I, that's something I pride myself on is like you have to recreate yourself. You know, people are like, how, how have you been married for 20 fucking years? You know, it's because you recreate yourself. You can't, I can't be fucking like I was 20 and still have be married. You know, you have to keep on working on yourself as an individual. You can't settle for 1980s prime. Yeah. Things change, but you have to change with them. You know, you can't just settle for the same fucking job. You got to go out and chase your dreams. You got to, you got to recreate yourself. You got to, you got to, you got you to gotta turn things around. And it's just scary to see that these people, they look strong. But they're not strong enough to set a different course, to to set a different path because they're yeah. scared. You know, there's so much into that scene there that that they I just really haven't accepted to. their fate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my defining moment, guys. Right All right. So best. Uh, this was best fade. So both movies have oh, a very ambiguous fade. Yeah. Actually, I think one is um, if I'm not mistaken, Black Swan has a white fade, doesn't it? I think so. And then I think Rustler has yeah, a, a black. black fade. And usually in cinematography, they teach you that white fade is more open-ended and black fade is more um, the end. You know, however you see it. It's more of a, what do you want to say, a negative, yeah. you know? Um, you know, which is funny, because I'll, I'll go ahead and say this out. I think that, uh, it's just my own personal thoughts, uh, the wrestler, I think he lived. Because he was almost done. Really? Uh, yeah, and he had one final move to do. But you got to remember where he was. They've got medics there, so he had a good chance. Uh, see, I don't he's know. already had a major yeah. fucking heart surgery. He's done. Yeah, I, I, I think he he's got that shit going back in his body. He Whereas just did Black cocaine. Swan, she's had this gut wound for a while. I mean, it's a gut wound. Yeah. You know, and they don't have medics there. Uh-huh. They have to have somebody come in. Well, they do they because she got rid of her trailer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, <thank you. laughs> so okay. is that where you went? Do you, your your favorite fade? No, my favorite okay. fade was was Black Swan. Okay. You know, just because, uh, you know, like I, I feel positive for, I'm not saying he turned his life around, yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. But I think he lived. And I think he knew that he was done. And once he lived through that, I think he did go to a normal life. He may have been a miserable, emotional wreck of a man. But I think her, I mean, th- this killed her. I, I really, truly believe that this fucking killed her. Really? And that's how she ended, with the perfect performance for this very, I've, very popular uh, uh, ballerina play yeah. type that. I can't really think of a way to say it. Yeah. And, I mean, she she went out like a rock star. It was, he, it was her swan I, song. <laughs> I feel like Randy, <laughs> sort of, you know, what happened, happened, and maybe if he had a stroke and was paralyzed, whatever, uh-huh. he's going to fade. Where she, she, this was her moment, and this is how she's going to remember She died a rock star. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that. You know, I, I agree with you. I think I think both characters died. Um, but let me read something. Nat- Natalie Portman actually stated that she doesn't believe that Nina dies at the end of the film. She sees it more as a Nina having to kill the little girl in order to mature into a woman. Now, see, if the gut wound weren't real, if everybody was staring at her like uh, there was nothing going on, I might have believed that. Yeah. But you know the gut wound was real. People were seeing this. Oh, shit. Yeah, I think, um, th- I think these characters are both tragic characters. And I, I, think oh, they, I think they both bit it <laughs> yeah. at the end. I really do. Very possible. <laughs> uh, you know, th- to me, it, Black Swan, she definitely died. 
Uh-huh. Um, because if she lives, that performance uh, doesn't mean as much. That 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 movie doesn't mean as much. Like it, her yeah. story, her character doesn't mean as much if she lives. It loses a lot of credibility if she lives. I... If Randy survives or dies, his story continues, and it doesn't affect that last moment. So I ended up going with the wrestler, even though I I, I love the way that the, the ending for Black Swan was framed. Uh-huh. I think it was. It was set up, you know, a lot better, ultimately. But I believe there's a lot more ambiguity to the wrestler because I think that if you were to ask a hundred people, do they die or do they live for 12, both of yeah. these films? Twelve people. I would think. Say he, I think Black Swan. They would. They would have a lot higher people thinking that they died, and I think wrestler would be a lot closer to fifty-fifty. Um, and there's something uh, really a little more. The, the the most haunting moment to me in the wrestler. Is that moment when he jumps and it just lingers on that turnbuckle for a second? Yeah, yeah. It's just that empty turnbuckle yeah. and the roar of the crowd because he hits his move, and then it's black. Yeah, I think it's black because the match is over. Right. His career is over. Yeah, that's what. No, no, I don't mean that. The, yeah, the yeah. I, I, I'm totally, I totally don't lean either way with the wrestling. Yeah, because I can see it going either way. Oh, I, I I'm not too. like, I I'm just... not like, oh, he's dead, or no, I think he lived. Because saying he died is too definitive, and saying that he lived is too optimistic to me. Um, right on. So it, it's 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 that that brief extra moment, like of just that empty turnbuckle that and that, that roar of the crowd, and then it going to black. Yeah. And like if you if he had stood up there, you know, put his hands up to that ram jam, and then before he jumped, they cut. It wouldn't have had that same effect. He had to make that jump, right and you on. had to. And you can't follow him if you follow him and see it. Even worse, it has to be that just empty space. That was a good scene. That was a good shot. That was well done. Yeah. Uh, if I could, I'm glad there's a rule now. I would have probably tied this. I thought both of them were very, very good. I thought they were very done very respectfully. <sighs> I'm going with the wrestler. I thought... Uh, Odd yeah. man out. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the wrestler. I'm going, um, you know, that uh, coming off the top rope with the ram jam. Yeah. It is so good, and then closing out with uh, Bruce Springsteen, the wrestler. You know, I thought that was yeah. was awesome. But um, leading up to that, I mean, Doctor says, you know, you can't. I think he died. Um, I think Nina. Well, okay, I'm a professional wrestler. That's not a good idea. That's yeah, it's not a good right. idea. You got to stop putting that shit in his body, which he did. He cleaned up for a while. Yeah. But then the night before, a couple nights, he's putting fucking snorting cocaine, mm-hmm. fucking hookers. You know, not hookers, but you know what I'm saying. He's yeah. getting his sex on in the bathroom. And then he comes out Getting here. His sex <laughs> on in the bathroom. He comes uh, off the. He can, well worded. Brad. Thank you, Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. I'm a goddamn, I'm a goddamn wordmaster. But uh, coming off that uh, that top turnbuckle, man, he's he's done. I love that fight though with uh, him and the Ayatollah because Ayatollah knows that something's wrong. Oh yeah, he even says, "Are are you okay?" He brother? tries. To, he tries to finish the match early. Yeah, he's yeah. like, pin, just me, pin me, like, pin me. Pin me. But he, you know, he keeps on falling a little bit, stumbling, holding his chest. Yeah. And he's like, "No, I'm going to go through with it." And I think uh, ultimately, that's that's you know, he he goes out his way though. You know, he gets on that turnbuckle. He he pins. The, I think he he's pins the move. His final I think he pins the move. And well, the dies way that, on no, the I think he, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, the way the move goes, though, yeah, yeah. he would be right on top right of him on top the way of the him. move goes. So I mean. He would have hit him and then been right there. Then he he wouldn't have had to have like covered him and just lay there. They just lay there. They count and he shit the ring and it's fucking over. And then the credits come on. <laughs> but no, I think I think that's probably. I don't see I don't see a, a good end to this. I don't I don't see him pinning oh, him, winning the match, standing up, you know, getting with uh, you know Pam, helping you know her raise the you know her kid, 
living a, a happy life with his with his daughter. I don't know, getting awesome promos and you know becoming another top wrestler. I just don't see that. I I, yeah. I think that he's a very tragic character, and he's he said in the ring, you know, he's burnt the candle at both ends, and you pay the price. You know, and I think that there's no no coming back from that. I mean, he's um he's been warned, and he it would be different if it was ambiguous and it, it goes to black without any signs of him having a heart attack in the ring before he goes to that turnbuckle. Yeah. But leading up, Ayatollah trying to stop the match, people could tell that he was something was wrong. I think he died. You know, live or die, it's not a fucking happy ending for him. It's guy. not a happy ending for yeah. him. But I, uh, there's just something about that shot of him on the ropes coming on with the Ram Jam and then just closing with that that Bruce Springsteen song. I think that was uh, that was definitely my favorite fade. But Black Swan was very well done. Mm-hmm. So um, that takes us to Best Director. Uh, I went with the wrestler on this one. I, I, I think there was better cinematic shots, great eight. I mean, just a, I think again there there was more to it than what there was to Black Swan. Now what Black Swan had was great and it was amazing. There's no question about that. But I could say the same thing for the wrestler, except the wrestler there was more of it. Mm-hmm. You know, a little extra to put in there. That's why that that's really the only reason why that one won because well, it was pretty fucking close for me. Uh, Black Swan carried this one. Um, and I, it's it, and I like the way the wrestler shot. And I, I mentioned earlier the, the way they do the hardcore match where yeah. they show the end of it and yeah. then they kind of reverse back is really fucking cool and creative. Um, and there's great performances that he got out of everyone in both of these movies. But it comes down basically to was the film raised because of the performances or because of the direction? And I think the performances in the wrestler raised the wrestler a little higher. And I think the the way that the movie is directed for Black Swan raised the performances. Of the See, because I mean, you and I disagree on the uh, the cinematography. I think a lot yeah. of what you like in the cinematography is probably created through editing. You know, I think what the the actual sure. practice of going out there with the camera, you have the same technique where it's you know going out with the close ups, the gorilla style filmmaking, the handhelds, getting in there, showing us everything. I think that uh, man, this was a this is another hard category though. When you yeah. look at both of them, I think both of them really deserve. I think he's doing really great things. I, I, I think it does. I think it really does. Barely one for me. I mean, yeah, because there's a lot of style to Black Swan, but there's also a lot of technique going into the wrestler. You know, but I think I and and getting emotions out of you as a human being. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I, Black Swan brought some weird emotions out of me, like just like lot of on the edge of my seat kind of like eh, like i was more squeamish during a movie about ballerinas than i was about a movie about a guy who's fucking killing himself in hardcore wrestling matches uh-huh. like that that takes a lot of skill and to yeah. to make it, it take something that is so beautiful and pristine like ballet and make it a horror film and make you like feel the psychosis that your main character is going through and like some fucking really confusing yeah. that is fucking insane talent and well, I uh, think he's doing a lot of Tarantino stuff too like I think he's pulling you know he's pulling a little bit from Cronenberg he's pulling a little bit from Polanski sure but you have to put it together no I agree a lot I of people a lot of people try to take shit from and they can't people, do it. and they can't yeah do it. and I know yeah. I agree with that and it, but Aronofsky is also a, totally his own guy and people try to rip him off all the time and they fucking fail hard yeah yeah, yeah. I think yeah Aaron, Aronofsky is really showing us that he has a, a, a big bag of tricks you know, and I think that... And he's a master of it. No, I, mean, I think he's, he's a master at the, with those tricks, but I think that uh, Black Swan is preparing us for, I'm hoping, something else. That's why I'm so excited about Mother. Um, you know, I think that he shows us what he can do, 
I'm sorry, are you done with yours? I'm, yeah, I'm Okay, M- mine went with The Wrestler. I think that he's shown us some really cool, creative things in, in Black Swan. Mm-hmm. But with The Wrestler, I think it's his masterpiece, man. I think that, you know, I'm a huge Requiem for a Dream. I said when that came out, I this movie's so destructive, it shows you how bad drugs are. I, th- I said when it came out, it should be fucking shown in schools, man, to show people how just, bad. Just take out the ass to ass Yeah, take scene. out the ass to ass scene <laughs> at the end. But You know, I wanted to take that scene so seriously, and I was, except at the very end. Uh, that old guy, the look on his face just clapped in his hands going ass to ass and I had to laugh (laughs) yeah he shows us just how not fake wrestling is with that camera getting in there um man and there's some just director choices too like he he stuck with Mickey Rourke he said there was no one else that was going to do this but you know who was was on the uh was going to do it for a while Mm -mm. Nicolas Cage Oh, that would have been such an epic fucking fail. Aronofsky, because there's, there's a little bit more to just holding that camera as a director. you got to make some calls. And one of those calls was, oh, no, Mickey Rourke's going to do this. And then you have a screenplay that God. you write with with one of your writing partners, right? And then Mickey Rourke comes in and he goes, well, I think it would sound better if you did this. And to, as a director, to stand back and be like, you know what? Maybe as an actor, you're right here. You know, I'm going to let you just take the screenplay that we just worked hard on. But I think, mm-hmm. you're, I think you're right. I think with you adding your own touches to the screenplay. It'll probably make up for a better movie. So I think there were some hands-on things they did with, um, you know, working with Mickey Rourke, making sure Mickey Rourke got the role and not like someone like Nicolas Cage. I can't see Nicolas Cage in this role. Can I you? can't. I like Nicolas Cage. I think that would have been... His the, older stuff. <laughs> I think this was a completely... I think this was an important movie to tell and I think that not a lot of people could do that. I think a lot of people would have turned it into... I don't know, it's not something stupid. There's only 12 minutes of wrestling here, which means you have to put those dramatic moments, you know? Mm-hmm. You have to put that spotlight on those. And I think that he, re- play it just he right. brings us into this world so well. I think the I think this movie is just brilliant. I think it's it's a masterpiece. I think it's his crowning achievement as of right now. Um, I'm my, my favorite director, yeah. But, I mean, hey, Black Swan, there's nothing to look down upon. Oh, God, He's, yeah. Hello. He if really somebody hasn't stuff. seen Black Swan before, I'd be like, oh, you need to fucking watch that. yeah. For sure. Especially how, like, I think we said at the beginning here, is you can compare these two movies, and and they're cut from the same cloth, but as you're watching them, there is two, yeah, two different experiences, kind of, you know what I'm saying? Two different class systems, two different, you know, ages and genders, like, you're, it's it. All it takes is little tweaks to send you down a completely different path. It's a, yeah. You know, it's you know, it's just a, that but, it's almost a butterfly effect. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Really. it's a really good well, double but, feature, I think. Oh fuck so, yeah! Um, that takes us to. Wild card. Well, uh, you know, I wow. I oh, thought about bitches. this one. <laughs> yeah, you want to explain wild card because we have any new uh, listeners? wild card is basically uh, make up your own category. Yeah, it can be for special effects or, or whatever. Whatever you think needs a point. You can even give it uh, an extra point to best picture if you want. And uh, after watching both of these, uh, I gave my wild card to the wrestler, and uh, there were three matches in the movie, and I went with uh, because I love this scene so much. Uh, my award is uh, the wrestler best match. And the, uh, the ladder match, uh, the nice. hardcore. Mm-hmm. I love that scene so much. How was shy, how you see the ending and the beginning, and so and then the aftermath and so forth. I, I thought that uh, it, it deserved an award, another one, uh, and that's why I give the wild card best match to the wrestler. Mm. Um, I you know I'm, I'm doing this category, uh, <laughs> trying to not come off pervy, but sex is a big part of both of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went with like what had the sexier like stuff about the movie? Um, is it Marissa Tomei dancing around topless, yeah. fucking gorgeously, or oh. one of the hottest lesbian scenes between two of the hottest actresses in the world happening? Mm-hmm. And I went with Black Swan scene because you couldn't have lost Woo! that award. Man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and Marissa Tomei gave it her all with no shirt on. Literally. Um, yeah. Uh, and it, and it, but that that scene not only is kind of sexy, but it really drives the plot. Like you don't have to see Marissa Tomei naked to like understand that she's a stripper and do all yeah. this stuff. Like, True. but you have to have that like real visceral like sexual moment between Nina and Lily. Uh, to like really start to get into her psychosis because if you're getting really into that moment and then you find out that moment's not real then you're like ah, okay I'm, Whoa, I'm yeah. really getting behind now so it's not even just like the fact that it was like a sexier scene to me but it was also like a really important scene yeah, to the film good. Right on. Uh, my wild card I, I agreed with a lot of what you said Kyle for best director um, I just I think at the full package obviously was the wrestler that's why I gave that best director um, especially I think it takes a lot of maturity for a director like Aaron o- Aronofsky to pull back and just give Mickey Rourke his freedom and let him do his thing you know and not not uh, make it just all about you that's ultimately why he got my best director but I have to give Aronofsky some love man for I, I put horror sensibilities is mm-hmm. what I put for my wild card and it's like like we said just a few minutes ago not everybody can do it. You know, he taps into David Cronenberg body horror. There's moments of this that reminds me of The Fly. You know, where she's pulling out feathers. You see the uh, her turning into the, the swan. Her her skin starts to bubble up. The, the, her, the, her fingernail breaking off. Her, her knees buckling. That's up there with some of the best I've seen. See, I was thinking Cronenberg's The Brood and, mm. and certain scenes. I've never seen The Brood. Oh, but, dude, yeah, so out. see, I mean, it reminds you of The Brood. It reminds me of a little bit of The Fly. Um... The thriller aspects, a lot of stuff in the apartment with her mom, the way that was handled, really reminded me of like the tenant or you know Roman uh, Roman Polanski. Um, it's it's a quick camera cuts in the yeah, same yeah. location, like really doing that. Too, yeah, so there's a. Intensity. I had to give an extra point just for style. I think he right he gets me so excited to see a full fledged horror movie from him. I hope that we get that. So because I always oh, say yeah, that I think the masterpieces that. that we're waiting on isn't the people that are. That are hooked to the genre like a Rob Zombie, you know, you know what Rob Zombie is going to give you. But I think the master, I think the masterpieces, <laughs> I think the few, a lot of our our future masterpieces is when directors like Aronofsky, he steps out and they're like, I want you to make a horror movie because in a horror movie to Aronofsky isn't, you know, what fucking, you know, name name your horror movie. It's going to be something special like the Sh- Kubrick Shining. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. It, uh, it's going to be a fucking masterpiece. And I, and I don't know if Mother's going to be a straight horror film. Again, I've stayed away from everything. I want to. I want to. It could. She could be a psychological mess like Black Swan. Mm-hmm. Nothing's fucking going on in Mother. I, I feel like it's going to be. This is just my own opinion. I could be way the fuck off. I think it's going to be. A supernatural suspense. I hope so, but I'm really going. It's, it's fun that we're you know it's a couple weeks out we're having this conversation, but him nailing horror sensibilities, and he's not a horror director. It gets me excited to see what he's going to do in the future. So. I think he's going to mix Polanski with Argento. I think that's going to be his. That would be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So that takes us to oh one more thing. I wanted um, runner up. I had to give some love to the Nintendo game. <laughs> yeah, that's that's such a cool like yeah. thing to put in your movie because not only does it. Essentially, when they did, but you gotta, you know, build this little thing. It's game to make it like seem kind of realistic. You know, they made it for the movie. Yeah, Wrestle Jam '88. That's awesome. Yeah, they made it for the movie, and they use Pac-Man sound effects. That's fucking. Awesome. That's awesome. So yeah, it's just that little touch. You yeah, know? there was a WWF game for the Nintendo where yeah. you could be Hogan, Andre, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. I think was. Oh, dude, one something of the else reminded me of your '80s obsession. Your '80s obsession. He even has his his '80s um, action, action figure, figure. You yeah. know, on his. Mm-hmm. On his uh, dashboard. Yeah, that's really cool. That takes us, guys, into Best Picture. Uh, you know, for me, both of these movies were great. You know, but I went with The Wrestler. It pulled me in. I mean, just 
everything about this movie was every scene, every shot, everything was just spot on, and it was a beautiful movie. You know, you know, there were some heart wrenching moments for me, which was not too often. There was just grittiness. I mean, it just showed almost every level of emotion and all these characters, wonderful acting, just everything about this was just amazing. So definitely the wrestler for me. Right on. It's stupid that we have to pick one. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, it, it really. I mean, these are both fucking wonderful movies. Um, yes, <laughs> beginning to end, like not flawless by any means, but pretty goddamn close in both senses. Mm-hmm. That said, I'm gonna ultimately pick the wrestler as my best picture. Um, I think it just rings a little more true to me. I uh, grew up a wrestling fan as a kid. You know, I still watch wrestling now. Um, so, like, those kind of things play into it. And, and watching this movie, I didn't watch wrestling for a really long time, but, like, watching this made me want to, like, start watching wrestling again. Like, it brought, like, it brings back such a nostalgic feeling. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, along with all the other, like, fucking terrible shit that you're feeling while you watch it. Um, great performances. We've talked ad nauseum about it so far tonight. It's, it's, it wins, but it's not. Not like it fucking destroyed Black Swan. Anyway. Exactly. It, it really, it could just be what I'm feeling tonight. That's I, why I, I just, I, I can't, you know, I mean, I, I, I say the wrestler, but that by no means. Ask me um, again so, in a year, see what happens. Yeah. Or like chance. say, I, I can't, I have nothing bad to say about Black Swan. I'll put it that way. That's for damn sure. Ask me in a year and I'll still tell you the wrestler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think there's a difference between, um, I'll save that for a little bit later, but uh, I think Black Swan's a great movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think um, the wrestler is just a um, a transcendent movie for for its genre. It's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite dramas. A drama is very very broad. I mean, you have a drama like yeah. Good Will Hunting, and you have a sports drama like The you Wrestler. Have so many little subgenres. But if I have there, yeah, it's... if I have a top five drama where I'm just putting it all out there, The Wrestler is um, probably my top five. Man, it's one of my favorite dramas, and I'm glad that it held up because I didn't I didn't know if it would. I remember loving this movie, and it still held up. I was glued to this movie. You know, I I I loved it, um, and it's. It's weird because I enjoyed watching it, and it's it's a it's not a happy movie, you know. It's it's a, about a very tragic character, but you know what? Like to say, Blade Runner, Blade Runner. Um, my wife's on the Pantheon Council, so I always have to usually watch the movie a second time with her. And Blade Runner, you know, it's like it's a movie or Two Thousand One Space Odyssey. I love both those movies, but you have to be in the mood. You would think the wrestler would apply. Not me for Blade Runner. <laughs> you would think that you would think that the wrestler would apply. You know, you have to be in the mood. You know, I didn't want to watch Blade Runner again with my wife because I just wasn't in the mood. I, was, I didn't want to watch 2001 again. I just watched it. You're gonna have to watch both these movies by yourself. Wrestler, you know, um, it'd be a movie. My wife has never watched Wrestler. I can't wait to watch it with her because I want to share that with her. I, I think uh, for a drama and for such a, a bleak story, I think it's fucking entertaining. You know. Um, I have some quotes here, too, that I think are really important, but uh, WWE play-by-play commentator Jim Ross mm-hmm. um, called it really strong, dramatic film that depicts how people who are obsessed with their own lives and their careers can self-destruct. Uh, Roddy, P- Roddy Piper, uh, he said he loved it. He broke down and cried in Mickey's arms. Um, he was thrilled that this story was finally told. And you have a lot of people that just think wrestling's fake, you know? And it is. It is. Yeah, it They're putting is. on a show. But you're but, still what you're doing to make yourself look presentable. And put that mat yeah. is not a fucking waterbed. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, you're it's putting your body plywood. on the line. You're being slammed on plywood. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not so much I as a, I was a huge wrestling. Fake or not, God I, I was damn. a huge wrestling fan back in the day. Not so much now. No, you know, I'm yeah. just too busy for it, or whatever you want to call it. But 
I tell you what, man, I have I have a lot of respect for wrestlers yes. though, and and how they their their form of entertainment, you know, mm-hmm. and how they put their bodies on the line. And I think this is an important movie. You don't have to be a wrestling fan. You don't no, have to no, be because don't. I'm not. If something's going on, if Kyle or Seth or one of them are watching like the Royal Rumble. I'll hang with the guys. I'll watch it. I can't tell you what the fuck's going on. I don't know the new stars. And frankly, I get bored probably halfway through. But this movie is an important movie, I think, for wrestling. And I think it's an important drama. I fucking loved it. That's my best picture. So, guys, uh, let's get into... um, Let's count our Golden Idols and we'll come back and we'll see who won. All right? We are back. And after counting the Golden Idols, the wrestler is the Golden Idol winner. I think it received double the awards. What is the tally? Wrestler had 34 and Black Swan had 18. Damn. So Randy the Ram. <laughs> Rammed it home. <laughs> and then that, that was, uh, you know. Nice. Johnson did it. <laughs> Johnson. Our, uh, I fucked that up. <laughs> our Facebook poll, we put up both movies to see what people would like yeah. more. I put that uh, up late, too. Yeah, Wrestler got five votes. Black Swan got four. So yeah. they, they agreed with us, but a lot closer to them than to yeah, us. Usually yeah, usually I put up that poll, like, you know, on a, a Thursday day night. In advance. Yeah, I put it up, like, a couple hours ago. So I had to repost it because people were posting on AV tonight and it just got to the bottom of the page so I was like I had to repost it so people would see it um, so yeah that's probably not as accurate as I'd like to see it um, so maybe next time I'll hopefully I can fucking get it up goddamn earlier or maybe you can get the awards to us you know a couple of days or yeah, right. <laughs> dick yeah, man. so uh, the only Darren Aronofsky movie that matters now is The Wrestler so it is the versus winner so does it deserve Pantheon. Uh, for any new listeners, the Pantheon is the home for our favorite movies of all time. We need a unanimous vote tonight, and then it gets kicked up to the Pantheon Council. Cousin Wayne, is the wrestler Pantheon worthy? Without doubt, yes. Okay. Any comments? Uh, and you're on the council now. Anything you want oh, to say yeah. about that? You're pretty pumped about that, aren't oh, you? Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, I, I'm really, really happy to be on that. You've uh, been wanting to get on there since, man, like early, uh, early on in the year, didn't you? Like, yeah, at least yeah. about a year ago. Well, I disappeared for a while yeah, while yeah. the council was getting formed. And, you know, I've just waited. And I, I love working in AV. I love I love the verses. I, I love the group, the polls, everything. I love it. And, and to be part of the council, it's... A, I hate to sound all cheesy and shit. It's an honor for me. Because yeah, yeah. we only have nine. We only that. have nine people on that council. There's, yeah. a, there's a couple people that I'm trying to get in, but man, I just can't go past nine. You know, yeah, nine. There's, I there's gotta... some people like, well, how do I get in? It's like, well, you know, you do things like Wayne does, like yeah, contribute, yeah. like, you know, you post here and there about something, you know, comment on something, like things, you know. Yeah, and movies are my life. And to be able to do this with, you know, uh, great people like Kyle, you know, good people, and my family, Brad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's wonderful, and I love yeah. doing it, and I'm really thankful to be part so of it. So now you get to impact, you know, the the council decisions. Oh, I'm gonna so. do some impact, right <laughs> So yeah, if, yeah. So any movies that go up to the council, you know, you you got a big vote there. So. Yeah, and I, I'm, you know what? I'll even rewatch the wrestler again for a, a more in depth right review. Uh, so <laughs> and well, no problem. You show the fucking dedication to this group. So cause why? Damn. So why? Uh, why the wrestler then? I mean, is it because uh, you're not a big drama guy in general? No, right? I'm not. I'm, I'm not. But this sucked me in with such a. Great Great story, and he, he, uh, amazing characters throughout. But Randy, the Ram, was just such a unique character. You were rooting for this guy, and, you know, and he just fucked up constantly, and it broke my heart every time yeah. this guy fucked up because I wanted him to succeed. I wanted him to have that relationship with his daughter. I, I wanted him to, to succeed in life. I wanted him to slow down. You know, get rid of the fucking drugs, man. Oh. Slow down the exercise. Yeah. You know, live, live a healthy life and look back on your glory it's, days like. 
God damn, that was a great. It's time, funny you say I'm that. You're you're rooting for him to change. Yes, in this movie. that's how much exactly. you care. You know, for his character, and you don't get that very often. Oh. And it's such a powerful and moving movie in every way. There's no doubt to me that it it deserves Pantheon status. Yeah. About you. Uh, coming in tonight, I would have said yes to either of these movies. Um, but then hearing Wayne say he loved the wrestler so much, I'm going to say no. No, I'm going <laughs> <laughs> no, to um, I, I absolutely love the wrestler. Um, it, it would be pushing my top ten. If, oh, know, really? if, if when we did AV Assembles, it was on a right short on. list of things That's that would have cool. been on my top ten. It's something that, like, not only is it a great film, but it has that nostalgic factor to me without, you know, when it came out, it was nostalgic. Uh-huh. As weird as that sounds, you know, but like it puts you in a different time and in a mind frame. Um, it, it, you know, it brought the kid out in me, but it also really smacked me in the face with adulthood too. With the reality of things, um, it's... it's it's gorgeously shot. Mickey Rourke puts on an incredible performance with his weird fucking fingernails. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Walking away from this movie, do you see yourself as Randy the Ram? Fuck no. <laughs> In what? <laughs> Maybe the sad part of life. <laughs> All I do is play video games, and I'm not going to retire from that. I mean, um, I know that trailer, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> I've done some drugs. Let's do this. No, uh, this is this is definitely something that I would I I would want the council to to take a deep look at. Oh, yeah. um, it's something that. You know, not to tip my hat too much, but it's probably going to get a yes out of me when it comes time to vote, too. So, Yeah, yeah for me, it's it's a yes. And um, I was just talking to Cousin Wayne. I called you up today, and I was talking yeah. to him. We were just talking about Pantheon in general. And, we know, we don't we never talk about the movies beforehand. But uh, I like that surprise. Yeah, I like the surprise, I mean? too. It, it needs to be organic. I don't like to... I, I want to... If you're going to change your opinion during the podcast, I want to sway you during the podcast. Not yeah, because I yeah. talk to you in private in a secret room. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to pull out of that shit, you know? So, uh, but we were talking about Pantheon and just, you know, how people vote. And um, I was talking about how, you know, it's got to suck when we come to the John Carpenter Marathon because, man, I'm a huge fucking Carpenter uh, fan. yeah. And I was like, the things up there, there might be one or two more. And I don't say that lightly. I, you know, I, I, uh, yeah, I don't say that lightly. I, I have to, you have to draw a line in the sand and you have to be like, there's a difference between great, great movies and Pantheon, yes. and Pantheon movies. And when you guys were talking about Black Swan, I was like, hey, ask me in a year from now and wrestlers Pantheon. Okay. That's where I was going to go with that. Black Swan is a great movie. I like Black Swan, but, uh, I just don't want any drama. I don't want any psych- psychological horror mm-hmm. film in Pantheon. I think it has to be a, a fucking special movie, you know? And with me not even being a wrestling fan, you know, now. Yeah. I was back in the day. Oh, it bo- yeah, I, I was back in the day. It bores the shit out of me. Now, yeah. no, no offense to anybody who's into it now, but there's just so much bullshit that goes along with it yeah. anymore. It's just I think this is such a special movie, man. I was sucked in. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the character work... Um, just everything in it, the story too, because there's only 12 minutes of wrestling, like we discussed. There's 12 minutes of wrestling, but the the drama beats are there. The behind the scenes stuff for for wrestling is there. I I have one theory with Pantheon, and one of those theories is, and this is there's always an exception to the rule, always an exception to the rule. But for uh, for a lot of it, there has to be all all great scenes, no bad scenes. Okay. Now there's always an exception if you're putting in like a fucking B-rated horror movie or something like that that you love and you how think bad it's is the on. bad scene and exactly. how much does it affect the story? I, I don't mean, think there's, there's a bad that. fucking scene in Wrestler. You know, I think I, agree with that. I think it's almost everything a, serves its purpose. I think it's, it's a perfect fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I think it it it's a, it runs at a decent pace. I don't even know how how long is Wrestler? I, I never felt exhausted. I'm a busy I'll fucking say 140. I'm a busy fucking guy, right. man. Two hours. I'm always 
needing to move on something, either you know, uh, editing a website or working on the next episode. Or I'm going to say 153. The Thursday night episode. 155. Or work, oh, yeah. <laughs> working on the marathon. I'm always moving. I don't have time to sit down, um, you know, watching the, the couple TV shows that I want to watch and spending time with the family and then constantly creating new content, right? I don't have time. I'm all, usually in the back of my mind. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I got to get this over. I got to watch something else. You know, I got to got to watch something else. But the wrestler, I was completely just. I gave my time to it, and I enjoyed every bit of it, man. I, yeah, it, it's, it's worth every second. It's worth every second. I think it's an important film that uh, people need to see, and I hope that uh, I hope it makes Pantheon. I think it would sit up there. I hope so. Really I, nice I think it, I think it's got a good fucking chance. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like yeah. I said earlier, with Aronofsky films, you typically like you can watch them and love them, but you don't feel the need to watch them again. Yes, um, I feel both of these. These movies are an exception to that. I, you know, this was the first time I'd watched Black Swan. I'm gonna watch it again. That's cool. Yeah, it was the first um, time for that's, me that's too. Cool. That's cool. And, and and the wrestler I've seen probably a handful of times, yeah. five six times at least. Yeah, I've watched Black Black Swan probably three four times. I've seen you know? it twice. Now, I've seen it three times, I think. And you know, I'm just like, I'm not in a hurry to watch it again. I thought it was great. You know, that was a good film. But there's that line in the sand. I think I went on my rant. I didn't explain, but it's like <laughs> with John Carpenter films, like you got to draw that line. There's a lot of great. Great John Carpenter Big films. Trouble in Little China. There's a lot of great, but one is fucking Pantheon. There's there's a moment where you just chisel through all the movies. You're like, well, I guess this one isn't. But how many you put in before it's that you you, you, yeah. you have to say no at a certain point. You have to say no. There's a line, you know. And for me, that line tonight is Black Swan. To me, will never be a Pantheon. I'm, film. I think I it's agree. a very interesting Darren Aronofsky film, you know, with a lot of his other films. But man, there's a line and wrestlers on that other side. It's it's transcendent. It's it's a it's a it's a crowning achievement, and it sh- it overshadows, in my opinion, Black Swan, and it overshadowed the awards tonight. It won by double. You know, that's a fucking pan. Yeah, that doesn't movie. say much. I mean, I mean that, that says a lot because I mean, that doesn't happen much. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, I'm just curious if you think if either of these films went up, say say they both went up, what do you think would walk away with more yes votes from where the council out of the or council. poll out of the council? I mean, the poll. Sh- I mean, just for the quick little thing, it showed it was pretty even. Oh, See, do, do, know, you think, I, do you think the group I think it's pretty would even. either of these movies in? Both of them? I hope so. You know what my biggest fear is with Wrestler? I think a lot of people... Well, there's two things I, I, I'm kind of thinking. And two, I was talking to Ryan. Um, and I think Ryan was like, you know, I told him all the, the, the verses and marathons that are coming mm-hmm. up. And he's like... Man, I could see this making it. I could see this, you know, you guys pushing this up to me or this up. And I think sometimes right now, we were in a drought at the beginning of the year where we didn't get a lot of movies pushed up. I think it was Versus, wasn't it? Where, yeah, the first yeah, three or yeah. four Versus episodes, nothing went up. We had King Kong Godzilla, Blazing yeah. Saddles. Um, and uh, it's a damn shame Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. There. <laughs> and nothing went up. And I think now, I think the council's like, are, they, are these guys getting a little relaxed? Because the Watchmen got shot down. They're sending everything our way now. And it's just, it, it's not, that's not the case. It's just, I think we're watching some really... It's been a good well, year. It's been, it's, it's a good couple of episodes here, yeah. you know, where um, some interesting films have come up and we want the council's input. So I hope that they're just not like... Uh, I mean, I mean, the last two things versus kicked up, I gave those two. Yeah, so, exactly. So, I mean, had I been sitting here for those, they wouldn't have even got kicked up. Exactly. So, I think there's a lot of people just looking like, man, we're getting a lot of stuff through Marathon and Versus. And Ryan, I was talking to him about, you know, we're doing RoboCop or the Paul Ver- Verhoeven three-way, oh, Evil Dead 1 and epic. 2, John that's Carpenter cool. Marathon, Pixar Marathon. So, we're ending the year with some some pretty, pretty big stuff. And there's going to be some things going to them. I hope that they're just not getting, you know, worn out during their rest time because we're not starting off the council again until January 1st. So, my, my big fear is they're just like... 
Really, guys, the See, wrestler. I could, I could never I'm get on, worn we're out. on Pantheon break here, guys. Is this really something you should kick up to us? Is it a Godfather? Is it a fucking Star Wars? I think it is. I think it's yes. that important. I think it's a fucking special drama, man, that need people need to see. And the other thing is I don't think people people are going to think that all three of us at the table, Kyle, are diehard wrestling fans. And, and that's not the fucking case. No. I don't watch wrestling. You don't watch wrestling. Kyle's the biggest wrestling fan here. And I don't think that uh, just hearing you talk tonight, it's not just because you're a wrestling fan. I think it's because no, it's mean, an important the, transcendent the movie. The movie's not about wrestling. No. Yeah, it's, it's pretty about much about a wrestler. Man's life. It's yeah. about a wrestler. And his it's life afterwards. It's, right. It's, no. it's about wrestling with his fucking life. No. <laughs> like, it's... it's, it's uh, it takes a different approach than a lot of sports movies. Like, I mean, your sports oh, yeah. movie is you're watching players in the greatest moments of their career. Yeah. This, you are watching it on his, his last leg. Like... Holding on to any fucking shaft that he can, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. it's like watching you know Michael Jordan just shoot at the the fucking park, like watching a movie about that, scraping like, the bottom of the fucking yeah. barrel for whatever he can. You know, find. another great example. I've heard a lot of people say, "Hey, you should do um, Black Swan and you should do um, Whiplash." Actually, one guy suggested that Doug Prime. That wouldn't be a bad. No, it wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, Never and seen then, it, so. and someone also said that you should do. Uh, Black Swan with um, I'm sorry, the wrestler with the fighter. And I can tell you right now, the fighter's pretty fresh in my head. Again, there's that draw on the line, and the fighter does not even come close to what Darren Aronofsky, for me, is doing in The Wrestler. It's a transcendent movie, man, that I think it's special. The way that he films it, man, the way that the the supporting actors, the actors, the the writing, everything, I think, just comes together for such a unique experience that I think when I watch the movie like The Fighter, even though it's, it's about a guy fighting with his, you know, a lot of it's kind of the same themes. He's, it's not about the fighter as much as it is, you know, the family and the relationship between two brothers. And, that was a good movie. Okay, and and that relationship, that, yeah. you know, um, that, that kind of uh, antagonistic relationship there. But um, it's, it's just kind of, it's not unique like The Wrestler. It's just kind of like your your average Oscar, That's just you know, done a little December bit movie. Than, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just done a little bit better. It's just, you know, it's, it's drawing that line in the sand. The wrestler's where it's fucking at, man. That's where I feel. I think the wrestler is so fucking good. So, yeah, I'm giving it a yes. Any awesome. other comments you guys want to, to say before we end this episode? Uh, I've said my piece. Unless you were Kyle, we got anything? I mean, I, this was a fucking terrific versus. Oh, I, fuck I yeah. love both of these movies. Like I said, I would have kicked either up to, to, to counsel. Really? Um, yeah, in a lot of these categories were really tough. Would you have kicked up Black Swan? I Not don't. saying that you would say yeah. yes. Would you kick it up? I don't think I would have. Okay. I mean, it's uh, I'm going to agree with Brad here. Uh, it's a great movie, and I, I would I would write if somebody hasn't seen it before, go go watch it. Mm-hmm. You're you're going to have a good time. It's a great movie, but it just falls a little short. It's close. It's real fucking close. But to be perfectly honest. Not close enough. Yeah, I think, yeah, I really want all of us, you know, and this is debatable, right? But, but you know, honestly, I want us all to be a little bit more protective, you know, because mm-hmm. if you, if anybody gives that kick up, yeah, I'll give it a kick up. I don't know, man. It could end up in the you know, fucking pantheon. I, I say no a lot. So, I mean, if, when I say yes, like, I mean yes. You know, honestly, if it weren't for this versus, and let's just say, uh, you know, me being on council, somebody nominated it, and I said close, but no call, but everybody else was against me, and it did make pantheon. You wouldn't, I, I wouldn't you, shed a chair. You'd be like, okay. yeah, I, oh, get right, it. Cool. I get it. I get why it's there. Exactly. I would be exactly. I would be wondering why the fuck it's there. Really? No, really? see, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I'd be like, okay, this is not an eyesore on the Pantheon. Mm-hmm. I don't agree it's Pantheon, but uh, I, I understand why. You know, yeah. I, I, would I just don't that. think it's unique. I mean, I think it's uh, just a good psychological horror flick, man. It's no... 
It's not Pantheon to me, man. See, to it's, me, it's it reminiscent of those old, older, almost gothic horror, like what Argento used to do, what Polanski used to do. You know, that's just not done anymore. Uh-huh. And here comes Darren, and he fucking did it. Like I said, atmosphere is so important to me. But see, like, it, that's the thing. I think it, it mimics beautiful. Polanski, but it's nowhere near... It would If Polanski directed this, it wouldn't be nowhere near Polanski's best film. Or even Cronenberg's. I don't, I don't think Polanski could have made this film. Yeah? I, I think it takes... That there is something. I think there, made this one. As, as much as you want to oh, compare man, them, there is something that is inherently unique in the way that he's bringing you into the character itself. Polanski does a good job, you know, with bringing you into the story. He doesn't bring you into the characters. Arnofsky brings you into the characters. I don't know, the brings, that could be, the exception to that rule is there's a movie. It's part of the, it's the first of the apartment trilogy called Repulsion. Okay. Or even Knife in the Water. Plansky does some oh, really good that. character work, man. Knife in the Water, uh, Repulsion, even The Tenet is all character-based about a, a peeping fucking Tom, you know? All um, about voyeurism, you know? So I think there's some really... I, I honestly think... Well, Repulsion is literally about a girl who's losing her mind, thinking that she's getting raped, yada, yada, in this apartment. Who directed Straw Dogs? Was that Polanski? No, that was wasn't that, Polanski. Who was that? That was... Uh, the original Straw Dogs. The original... It was not Polanski. Hmm. Um... Shit, I could let me look that up real quick. Actually, yeah, we'll let this run for like another thirty seconds because I want to know the answer to this. It's someone. You sure it's not? It's someone. It is someone. I do agree. I do agree that someone directed it. It is not Plansky. I will just make sure you don't look up the two thousand twelve straw straw dogs. dogs. All right, uh, 1971, Dustin Hoffman, yada, yada, yada. Let's come on. It's a big director. It might not be Polanski. I promise you it's not. Uh, It uh, is directed by... Sam Peckinpah. Oh, Sam Peckinpah. Okay. Ah, uh, you were way... Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> Sam Johnson. Randy Johnson. <laughs> Randy Johnson directed that shit. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> you can't be right all the time. <laughs> <laughs> In Wayne's case, shit. most of the time. <laughs> if there was a movie title for my life, yeah. it'd be like, the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fucked. There we go. Real quick predictions. Do you think it'll make it? I nine, think it nine council members? Nine ca- I, I think it will. Yeah? I think it will. Hey, so I'm not a wrestling fan, and I even saw so much merit We need this. six yeses. We have three right now. Yeah. Only well, three no, more. No, 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 no. We have three people that agreed to kick it up. Okay, fair enough. How, how many times have we yep. kicked something up and changed our minds? Only not, once not, that I know not, of. Not, not, it's rare, but it how has many happened. times has it happened? I think only Nathan, right? Uh, no, I think I gave a note to Indiana Did Jones you? after I kicked it up. I believe Did so. You? I may have. I don't remember. I think you fully. gave it a yes. I may have. I don't know. But it's very rare. It's Nate, rare. What did Nathan do? Uh, he kicked up the thing and then decided he didn't think the thing was Pantheon. Yeah, but was still made it, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, I think I think uh, it's a really like I don't you know you don't have to be a wrestling fan to enjoy it, but there is something you know that that does help with it. I think a little bit, and it's a pretty male driven story too. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. So we have three female council members. You know, are they going to connect to it as as much as we do as men? Yeah, I almost thought about bringing a female for this versus just to get their perspective, perspective. you know, um, from that. Yeah, because you're right. I think that could really yeah, make and, a difference. And, and th- if three women were sitting here, would Black Swan have dominated? Well, we have two women on the council, so if they say no, I think we're still in good hands. Yeah, yeah I think. Okay, let's. I think Ryan will say no. Oh yeah, that pretentious. Prick. Let's call <laughs> it. Let's call it out, guys. Okay, we'll end this. Ryan. No, Ryan will say no. That I, I think Ryan's going to give you a yes. That pretentious Momo. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll say no. I think he'll say no. Okay. Um, April. I think she'll give it a no. I think she'll give it a no. I think she'll give it a no. So that's two no's. 
we only can what afford what three no's, so it's nine. Yeah, three no's, oh, so shit. we got we got two, two no. Okay, um, we have uh, that was Nathan in April, right? Uh, what about Josh? That was Ryan in April. Uh, Ryan in April. Yeah, I, I think okay. Josh will say yes. Uh, I know he's really pumped about Black Swan. He might have some faith in our kick up. I'm gonna say yes. What are you saying? I think it'll be a no. Mm, what'd you say? I, I think Josh will say uh, yes. We said two yeses. I won't count your no then. Is that what we did <laughs> the last one? We need two. Yeah. What did yeah. what did you guys say about whatever it? the majority? I think we yeah majority yeah, rules. Yeah, yeah. Ryan we, was majority knows. Um, okay, so there's uh, Josh. What about um, Nathan? I don't know. I I think Nathan will give it a yes. I think he's. I I, I think he will connect enough with it. You know what? I thought about Nathan during this episode. I was like, because Nathan, I don't know if I agree with this assessment, but it's how Nathan thinks. He says that when he walks out of a movie theater, um, actually, that was what he said about the thing. When you after he watches a movie, when he comes out of that that movie experience, he has to remember the names of the characters, or he wasn't he didn't give a shit. And so, like with the thing, he said he couldn't remember anybody in that movie. You know, their, their character names. And I'm like, I don't know if I agree with that because there's a lot of fucking characters to remember yeah, for the Jesus. thing. You know, it's not like you're watching Die Hard now. You got to remember is John McClane. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hans Gruber. There's two fucking guys, you know, um, that you really got to think about. But the thing, you got like what? It's an ensemble piece with nine characters. He came oh, out yeah. saying, I don't know the characters' names, so I wasn't that you know into it. If you can remember the characters, what they do, their personalities, their actions, and stuff, I, I think, think Nathan fine. will walk away from this movie remembering fucking Randy the Ram Robinson. Johnson. Randy the, Ram, Randy the Ram Johnson. Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna say Nathan's gonna I am say gonna yes. Eat this shit for a long time. Okay. Um, and then we have Rachel. Yes. Yes. If I gave Nathan a yes, she's they they vote pretty similar all the time. Not not that they like copy off each other, but like they they're married because well, they have like similar money, tastes. Yeah. yeah. Man, is that a thing? Because that's all three at the table. Marshall. Marshall's a crapshoot. You know what? I'm gonna I'm mm. gonna get, I'm gonna say that he says yes. Marshall? Just guessing. I, I'm trying to remember. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, Ryan Thompson and Marshall. Did you listen to our Pantheon podcast? Mm-hmm. So my, uh, Ryan and, and Marshall vote the least. You know, yeses. I think they voted twice this whole year, three times. But I I, I think I think he'll say yes to this one. Okay. Yeah. Ah, I, dude, all those right there. I'm not. I don't even have a clear answer there. Obviously, but know you know, well, sure. a clear no, I prediction. Think it, but I, think it, I think if it gets in, it skirts in. It skirts in. I'll go with that. Yeah. I'll go with that. You know what? Matthew Wade always chimes in, and he he really he keeps track of our verses. He listens to verses. What do you think he's gonna say? I think he said Black Swan tonight, didn't he, on the poll? I don't know. I don't know. I think he would give it a no. I think so too. All right, guys. I, I'm glad this is going up. I'm going to be excited to see yeah. what happens with this. We will be back on October 28th. That's going to be a fun night. Fuck you want to yeah, see what we're doing there? Evil Dead 1 versus Evil Dead 2. Yeah, I think Nathan's coming in on that one. Yeah, I think uh, you and I are doing our top five horror for that. Yeah, so, man, October 28th, Wayne's coming over about, Cousin Wayne's coming over about 6 o'clock. We're oh, going to go gonna get our tattoos on our right bicep yep. that says, Stay Scared. Okay, in Romero's signature, all right? And then... Have a few beers. Have a few beers, <laughs> and we're going to come back here, and we're going to do... <laughs> and we are going to fuck on this table. <laughs> and we're going to do and Evil Dead 1 versus Evil listeners. Dead 2 with Nathan, and then we're going to do our top five horror films of all time. That's going to be an epic fucking yeah, night, It's going to be fucking, fucking fun. And then um, to end this year, 
we have we have that one, and then we have our um, Paul Verhoeven three way. I think uh, Matthew Wade is going to come in on that. Oh, one. right on. Right I think on. he's going to um, be good to work with him. I've never yeah, he's going he's going to be a uh, versus guest for that one. And then we're going to end the year with our Toy Story, Toy Story versus. So that's going to be real. That'll be fun. That'll be do you fun, want to come fun. back for that one? I would love to. Okay. I'm so, going yeah. to do the Pixar marathon that we do, so might as well. Might as well, yeah. There three more go, fucking picks. All right, so we'll bring... I watched Toy Story 2 today, actually, at the school. All right. So, no so shit. We'll... Okay, so we'll bring Kyle in for our, our Toy Story um, three-way. Awesome. And then with the marathon men, um, in the next two, three weeks, something like that, um, close to October, uh, maybe end of September, we're going to be doing um, our John Carpenter marathon. I'm so pumped for that, dude. Those are the kind of movies, like, you know, I'm watching the LGBT, or if I'm watching um, anime, anime marathon, some of those right there, you just gotta, they're kind of deeper films, so you gotta, you gotta kind of space them out, you know? John Carpenter, fuck, I sit down through those in a fucking oh, weekend. Dude, dude, yeah. <laughs> just give me a Saturday and a box of cereal, man. <laughs> fucking light up the TV. I was thinking, give me a couple of little Caesar's pizzas. Yeah, no <laughs> shit, dude. I just broke. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that John Carpenter marathon. I want to see what happens with that. that that's another reason I'm so glad to be on the council. I yeah. hope something comes out. I would love to. Yeah, we had a little bit a of review. debate, which I can completely understand. The debate was um, usually we don't bring in a movie that's been talked about in the past. Yeah. But John Carpenter is one of those exceptions for me anyway. And I kind of let uh, Nathan, Matthew, Kyle, we all kind of talked about it. They Live was talked about um, extensively in our um, earlier really? this year. I think, what, I think it was like probably was early small on. Small scale alien invasion. What was that February, March? Uh, that would have been, like, late fall last year. Yeah, it's been a while then, hasn't it? Fuck, yeah. has it been a year since that? Yeah. So it's been a year, and we talked about leaving They Live out of the John Carpenter Marathon. And then Matthew said, you know, keep it in. I think you guys should keep it in. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to leave, Cause you know, the of course out. you can't, but if you're going to leave a big-name Carpenter, I, I think Halloween is his biggest, you know what I mean? That's uh-huh. his trophy or whatever. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think that one should, and I'm not saying this because I'm not a huge fan of Halloween. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I think that's his big name. What everybody, would, I think it would just yeah. take the votes. And the and the thing, and the thing is not in it because it's Pantheon. Yeah, it's untouchable. But, that, but that's it's also the thing with this Carpenter marathon. Like you can say, oh, you think Halloween would run away with it? But these are six kind of different movies. They are, which they, I'm very not excited. Like, they're not all six horror movies. We're watching yeah. Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Uh, you know, They Live is very kind of different. Yeah, uh, but they all have good Escape kills, heroes. Yeah, they, but they're all interesting with um, all their themes. I've been listening to John Carpenter themes like mad the last couple of days. And uh, all of them, though, even though they're different movies, the themes are very consistent, you know? Uh, very synthy. You He's know, a talented musician. Yeah, 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 yeah but yeah, they're very is. consistent, you know? Um, heroes, villains. There's some very... Like Michael Myers, or do you go with fucking... Um, uh, what's his name from Big Trouble in Little China? Uh, 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 come on! Or, come on! Uh, come on! <laughs> Who is it? Uh, it's like Ping May, no, shit um, <laughs> ah, Jack Jaime, no, Burton. shit Jack Burton, no, the, the villain Oh, the oh, villain He's not a fucking villain I thought you were talking heroes The Asian dude I thought you said, I thought oh. he was too uh, Ping um, Ping Pong No <laughs> Ching Ping Johnson Jaime That's not Kill Bill <laughs> Kill Bill <laughs> His name's Randy Johnson No, but he's a fun villain So yeah, oh, what are you yeah. in the move for? You in the move for that fucking slasher horror icon Mike Myers? Or are you gonna go Ping Pong from <laughs> Big Trouble in China? <laughs> Low Pan Low Pan Boom that's There you it. go And he's fucking badass in that movie, dude Oh yeah, yeah And so it's gonna be a little struggle here God, because I'm, I'm a huge fan of They Live, but I do like. It's not like I don't like Big Trouble in China. I really do. Nathan's a big Big Trouble in China fan. He likes They Live. 
You know, oh, man, both of those so are just I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be pretty fun. And yeah, then, I can't wait to see what the marathon men do with and that. And then we're I, throwing in Halloween assault on precinct thirteen and Christine, which I love. Oh, you're Christine. throwing Halloween. You are throwing. Yeah, Halloween we, yeah, in the yeah. Mix. We're throwing all those in there. So that's gonna Let's be see a if fun. my prediction comes. I'm just curious. Assault on precinct. Okay, okay, I know what that one. Yeah, yeah. That's been the a original. while. The original. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank God. So I'm excited about that. And then we're ending the year with our Pixar marathon. So Sounds got some good. pretty good content coming up here, guys. Um, and I'm excited about this weekend. Oh, wait, when's our Paul Fairhoven three-way again? Um, that's gonna be September. Let's see, October. No, it's gonna be November. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna be moving quick on the Toy Story three-way and the uh, Paul Verhoeven three-way. Right on. So right two on. three-ways. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking all male yeah. So I'm all up for a good old ham sandwich. That's going to be fun, though. And the reason we're doing the Paul Verhoeven, it was so important to me to get that cranked out this year because uh, this is RoboCop's uh, 30 years. And see, it's going to be hard for me to put that nostalgia aside. Yeah. I have nostalgia, though, for Total Recall, too, though. See, I don't, for me, it's RoboCop. Yeah. I watched the fuck out of that at Grandma's. Yeah. And then the, as the years go by... I fucking love um, Starship Troopers it. even more. That was a, that's a great scene. All three of them to me. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm, it's been a long time, but I remember just enjoying all three of them yeah. immensely. I can't wait till next year we're going to do the Nick Cage three-way. The Rock, Face Off, and Con Air. That's going to be fun. Not interested? Mid-90s Crazy Cage. It, it, crazy it, Cage, it man. It does not tickle my nuts. Really, no, dude? It does not. Does that sound fun? Fucking Cage yeah. three-way, you know, man. I think, when I think great Cage movies, I think of like leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. You know, to me, that I, it's been like again so long and I've about, changed. It's not about being great; it's about being Nicolas Cage. Yeah, oh, and my he, bad. when is he more Nicolas Cage than in those three those three movies? movies. All right, good point. One of my favorite things ever, dude. I want to see if I've changed since I've, I've changed uh-huh. as a viewer since we've been doing this. Yeah, it's yeah. really trained my eyes. So to rewatch those is going to be fucking dude, amazing. Dude, I love crazy Nicolas Cage. If he when he's those crazy, were back in his day. When man, he's when he was crazy good. Nick Cage, there's nothing fucking better than crazy Nick Cage. He's got that eye. He's got that energy, and he, yeah. he brings it. He fucking brings Especially, it. Especially, I remember uh, his character on Face Off was great. Oh my that. god, dude, so awesome! Caster Troy, cast, oh, Caster Troy, oh, Caster Troy. So I can with need a good peach for hours. <laughs> so with that, you're getting me pumped for it. I'll admit it. Cousin Wayne, where can I find you? Ah, uh, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram or. Renegram. Renegram. You can find me on Johnson. <laughs> Johnson.com. <laughs> Randy Johnson, the baseball player. Swinging high or swinging low? Which one are you going for? Just swinging in Johnson. <laughs> uh, you can find me uh, in a wrestling ring practicing my ballerina moves. It's going to be great. I'm going to kill myself. Um, swinging as Johnson. <laughs> Kyle Brown on the Facebook group. Um, movie script life everywhere else. And, you know, I just I love doing these. Fuck yeah. Man, we should have ended this with cake. That would have been nice. Fuck. We white, should have ended this cake. by stabbing ourselves in the stomach with glass. <laughs> or staple gun to the forehead right, while guys. eating cake. Yeah. I'm Brad. You've been listening to adventuresinvideoland.com. Check us out on Twitter, on Tumblr, on Facebook, most importantly, and on, and on the website. A lot of work goes into that, so check it out. Tell us how we're doing. And, and uh, we're all a bunch of broken down pieces of meat. Yep. And don't be afraid to make your own cock jokes. <laughs> True that. True that. So until next time, my good people, you've been listening to Criticism at its finest hour. Good night. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye.